You still there? Let's do it, man. Just let's do it. <laughs> Señor Johnny Cage, thank you so much for accepting my invite to chat um, today. By the way, I know how busy you are. And just like I was telling you before we got started, I wasn't expecting you to reply that same day within <laughs> maybe a couple minutes or, or, or hours. Like, yeah, man, that, that sounds cool. Like, what? Like, I couldn't believe that. I really, I'm very excited about today. Many reasons. Number one, hopefully, you know, you're an El Paso legend. When people think about El Paso, people think of three things. Uh-oh. Number one, <laughs> the, st the, the star in the mountain. Mm -hmm. Number two, Chico's Tacos. Uh -huh. And number three, Johnny Cage. Oh, man. That, that's for sure. You're being nice now. No, no, that's for sure. <laughs> the other main reason why I'm so excited about today is that, um, hopefully you know this, that you're one of the few people, at least that I know, mm -hmm. but I'm sure that it is the same in our city or maybe even outside of the city that lives out of their passion. You have been able to make a living mm -hmm. doing what you love. And I'm like... So many, like, who, who can say that, right? So that's why I'm so excited about today. Like, like I was telling you, like, I, I know that most, for the most part, people that follow you, that you mm -hmm. know, they know how you grew up and know mm -hmm. most, most of your career, right? Yeah. But when, when they really listen to some podcasts, episodes, and more about you, like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I understand why this, in this case, why you said yes to me, because it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, just the way you are, such a humble person. But I want to get started as far as, like, how did that start? Like, I know your, your grandparents <laughs> had a lot to do oh, with yeah. that. But at the same time, like, I'm sure once you were getting success or, or maybe throughout your career, mm -hmm. maybe it wasn't that way. So I really, um, <laughs> I hope we can, we can touch um, stuff like that. Pero, señor, thanks again. Oh, thank you for having me. No, pues sí. Well, let's get started. Um, <laughs> let's get started with, I think, what's, which is the most important question mm -hmm. from today. Mm -hmm. And that is, what's the secret for you looking so young? <laughs> Señor, you know, you know you're El Paso's Maribel Guardia, right? <laughs> you know that, right? You know what's funny is I don't know how many times I've been accused of getting Botox. I've been accused of plastic surgery. Uh, and honestly, all, all I can say is I, uh, I do credit it with uh, somewhat genetics and somewhat luck, honestly. Um, because if you look at pictures of me when I was in my 20s, I was hideous. I mean, I look like I was like, hijo, este vato se está acabando lo luego. And I did a kind of a lifestyle change going, I, I never used to go to the gym. So about uh, going on 11 years or 12 years ago, I started going to the gym, eating a little bit more healthier, becoming more conscious of uh, food, you know, and that really is, has been the secret to a lot of it, man. You know, staying away from a lot of the, don't get me wrong, I still love the tacos, I still love the tortillas and all the, all the greasy food, but I do it in portion. And then there's certain things that I try to stay away from. Um, my biggest battle has always been with, with candy and sweets, but yeah, there is no Botox. There's no injection. I don't even know if there yeah. was. Like, is there a problem with that? Like, I think it's I think it's genetics too. Honestly, it really I, I think that's what it comes down to. Oh, so yeah, that's awesome. Do you sleep more than twelve hours a day? Is oh, that yeah, maybe right. kind of like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Honestly, um, I, doing the nightlife for so long. I mean, I've been so used to you know functioning on four or five hours of sleep, if that. Sometimes you know, Cause my brain's always wandering, even when I'm when I'm resting. I'm you know, I'm always thinking of things and. Uh, I'm one of those people that just doesn't know how to turn off the switch sometimes. I, I, as you're saying this, I wonder, like I was telling you, I, I told my daughter today, mm -hmm. to, today I'm going to record a podcast. It's going to be Johnny Cage. Oh, <laughs> so cool. Like, do, you, you want to guess how old he is? And he's like, um, and she said, oh, I'm, I'm well, 20, 27 at the most. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I didn't, I, I didn't want to break her bubble, by the yeah. way. But, yeah. but that's so cool. Uh, tell, tell her I said thank you. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and I will. And by the way, once we get started uh, talking about your mindset, mm -hmm. I think that contributes a lot to that. You that you don't have to, you don't over worry about stuff mm -hmm. that, 
again, we'll, we'll definitely yeah. talk about haters and kind of like your approach on things. And I can, again, my opinion is that, you know, that has to do a lot with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. But bueno, let's yeah. get started for maybe those people that know, don't know who you are. Okay. Um, tell us a little bit about who you are and mm -hmm. what you do before. Well, I'm Johnny Cage, uh, born and raised here uh, in El Paso, Texas. Uh, been a radio DJ going, uh, well, over 20 years now, but been a DJ going on 30 years, basically. Um, Lower Valley kid, uh, always will be a Lower Valley kid. Um, you know, graduated from Riverside High School. Um, started my DJ career in Juarez, you know, um, like DJing in, at the clubs over there. That was a, a big thing for me. And then found my way onto radio. Um, little by little, I started doing what we called, uh, they're, well, they were called pirate radio stations in Juarez, uh, which was 107.5 Vida. Uh, basically, we begged the, the the promoter, I mean, the excuse me, the program directors to, you know, give us a chance to do a mix show. Me and one of my buddies, uh, Danny Piseño, uh, got a hold of it and said, hey, you know what, you know, if you guys want to do mixes on the weekends, you guys can do it. So that's basically where it started, you know, the whole radio gig, you know, getting my feet wet with radio. So now, I, of course, I do um, mornings on uh, 104.3. I've been with uh, the company for, well, going on, what, 20 years, I believe it is now. Or I'm not only, can't, My math is bad right now, but yeah, <laughs> uh, going on 20 years. So I've been, I'm a morning show radio host now. Uh, been with the company, like I said, for that long. And also uh, now my one of my biggest accomplishments is uh, being a resident DJ for Sirius XM. Uh, for Channel 13, Pitbull's Globalization, which I'm actually going to have uh, four four years with them in April. So yeah, it's a little bit, just a little bit about me, just man. <laughs> just yeah, just just you know uh, the, the business side, I guess you could say. Nice, thank you so much. And, and or the what, career side, <laughs> the career side, yeah. right? Now I also started playing soccer when I was seven, right? Mm -hmm. So and by age 12, I knew that I wasn't going to be maybe maybe 15 that I was going to be a professional soccer player. Yeah. When did you know you had something there? Because it's one thing to to like it, to love yeah. it. But when did you realize, Saskia, I have something here. I'm, I'm good at this. Do you remember that moment? Well, I grew up in a, in my dad's a musician to this day. My dad's, you know, Yavie Conon. He still has his Tejano band. He's still out there doing gigs. He's still out there playing on the weekends. And, you know, he's on the hustle. So music has always been part of our lives. Um, my grandmother raised me. And my grandmother, she was the life of the party. You know, every every weekend waking up to, you know, the AM box on top of the uh, on top of the refrigerator and her making tortillas and me listening to, you know, uh, the music she was listening to. It was AM radio. So it was a uh, Carlos y Jose and um, Pedro Infante and just like, you know, just different styles of music and you know, her love for music and she loved to dance and she loved to drink and said, Chava sus pistos. She had a bottle of Presidente under the, under the sink and she'd be like, ay, mijo, nomás una and rolling tortillas and we'd be cracking up and what's funny is my grandfather um, played the, uh, the la, tocaba la guitarra but he didn't drink. He was the, he was her DD. He was the one that, you know, took care of her, like cuidaba. Um, so we grew up in a very, well, I grew up in a very, um, musically balanced family i guess you could say <laughs> and that's how you started but do you remember when you're like hey i'm good at it it's not that i'm doing it as you a know, hobby but there, there has to be a moment that goes to, hey, you know validation from your friends from mm -hmm. from somewhere okay so okay I'm, I'm i like what i do but at the same time i got something here. you know what i think it just comes with practice i yeah. mean uh, just playing music i i i always you know i'm i'm, I'm getting up there in age um and I've had I, lately. I, I, I had one of my one of my good friends, uh, well, actually one of my best friends, uh, Daniel Avalar, who's my lawyer as well. <laughs> he asked me a, a while back. He's like, "How long do you see yourself, man? You know, what do you think?" 
And I told him, I go, you know what, man? I go, I, I, like, I will know when the, when you lose love for the passion. I mean, you'll, you never lose, you never lose the love uh, for the passion that you have. I still get excited when I hear new music. I get, I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to play this tomorrow. And that's the beauty of what I do. I can hear a song and love it so much. I'm like, I can't wait to play this on my mix tomorrow. It's just the excitement, that adrenaline that I still get, the excitement of knowing I get to wake up every day and, and do, you know, what I love. Um, but starting at a young age, honestly, I didn't know what I was onto. I It was basically like, this is fun. I'm having fun. But I started to learn that music was slowly becoming my passion. I didn't learn that till a little bit later on. I, you know, I never did this for girls. I never did this for, hell, I didn't even know you can get paid doing this, you know, until it started steamrolling. And I was like, hey, you know what, and, you know, you, you got to put in the work before you start, you know, really benefiting you know, from this business. You know, now it's a little bit easier, but back in the day, that's how it was. You had to grind. And for me, it's always been the love for the love of music. I always wanted to spread the love of music. I saw a void that was here in El Paso for a certain style of music that I wanted to push. Um, radio stations were always shutting the doors on this style of music, which is house and dance music. Um, I was always like, oh, you know, I love this style of music, but it's not getting played here. Um, and where was it most accepted? And it was in Mexico. It was in Juarez, man. Juarez, you know, the nightlife over there was amazing uh, back in the day. I'm not saying that it's not amazing now, but uh, back in the, you know, the late 80s, the 90s, I mean, that was that was the premier place to be. So I can't really tell you. I knew it it was right here when I, oh, it was it's, it was a learning process. I was like, hey, I'm pretty getting, I'm getting pretty good. You know, I'm, I love, I love what I do. I like this. You know, it's fun. Um, but it was more of the passion is what kept me going and, and growing more importantly. Aside from the passion for music, what also maybe a way to kind of skip? I know you had a difficult upbringing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if at that age you knew that maybe, you know, I, I am having a difficult time or it was just life at that moment, right? Yeah. I know I, I saw a post that, um, that you posted. I can't remember when, but about mm -hmm. the like, maybe I'm, I'm thinking the the house that you My grew up house. in, like I'm like, wait, that's grandma's house, though, yo. Like, yeah. but I wonder if maybe if that was also an escape mm -hmm. for for maybe your your tough upbringing. Was it or was it more of the the passion or was it everything combined? You know, it's it was a little bit of uh, her teaching me because here's this old lady um, raising me. And basically raising me because my parents couldn't get their stuff together, which I understand. You know, I, I, I understand they were young. Um, I understand we all make mistakes. And she took it upon herself to tell me, do better for yourself. It's, you know, nothing in life is given. I didn't realize, you know, you don't. I had such a beautiful childhood with her because she showed me that um, there is a way out if you work hard. You know, uh, I'm glad I was raised um, the way I was because it made me really appreciate everything that I have today. I don't think I'd be where I, I would be if I didn't go through what I had gone through. If I didn't see, you know, uh, Christmases with no presents, um, like I've talked about many times. And I'm not ashamed. I'm actually proud of it. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I never I never knew we were poor, yeah. you know, or, or You know, some people say, well, you really aren't poor because you had food. I understand there's there's different levels of poverty. Mm -hmm. There really is. Yeah. You know, we just we barely had enough to make it. You know, there was days that I didn't know why when I got home from school, I was eating tomato soup for lunch. You know, that's all she had. I didn't know sometimes we didn't eat meat because there was no meat. It was just, you know, puro frijoles, tortilla y arroz. But I was I was happy because I was fed. I had a full stomach. I, you know, I had a roof over my head. Um And back then, life wasn't so focused on materialistic things. It was the simplicity and the love that you got. And 
as long as I had that from her and from my grandfather, I had everything, man. I was the richest kid, you know. I didn't see that till later on in life when I was like, damn, like I didn't like yeah. it, it hit me as I got older, you know, as I started realizing like, yo, I, I kind of, you know, I, you know, we kind of had it rough. I didn't have my first good pair of tennis shoes. Like I didn't have a pair of Nikes till I was a freshman. Um, I wore whatever Mervin's had on special, uh -huh. you know, whatever Payless had on special, whatever Bonanza on Alameda had on special. So, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that um, just made me realize, you know what, you're going to have to work, man. You're going to have to you're going to have to do better for yourself. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Now, what I'm very interested in knowing, because mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure you and we'll definitely talk about the perspective, the unique perspective that you have, because you know what so many people, different types of, of, of people here. But you like my take is that like if you were raised a certain way mm -hmm. in, in this case with with the lack of resources or maybe not as I don't know, um, I don't know how to call it, but the, maybe the way you were raised. But there's two types of approach that people take. Mm -hmm. Either one, the approach that you took, which was, but I mean, no quiero esto, I need to work hard. Your grandparents, mm -hmm. of course, played a, a, a big role in that. But then there's the other side of, of maybe kids or adults that was, I'm this way because that's that's, that's it. what I, that's, that's it, a, That's you know? as good as life gets. And I wonder where is it, and I don't know the answer mm -hmm. to this, but the, the, there had to be a place that I now realize that maybe Sasuke, that upbringing is not the best. Either I go right or I go left. Mm -hmm. Like I can choose the same path because that's that's my excuse. That's all I know. Or in this case, no, pero me, no me gustó, so I'm going to take this better approach. It's harder, but I'm going to take it, right? And based on what you're sharing a little bit about your grandparents, the great thing about it is that you had s people that had such a great perspective. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and I, I really do agree with that, what you're saying, because in, in life you either eat or you're eaten. If that makes sense, yeah, you know, and and um, it took a while for me to realize it because I think everyone in their life at some point gets complacent. Okay, this is as good as it's going to get, and then you start realizing, well, this is it. You know, this is it. I'm not growing. Why am I not growing? You become complacent. You start, you know, your self esteem starts going down for whatever reason. And I'm not saying money is everything. No, it's not. But guess what? You know, uh, your hard work is going to get you. You're only as good as your hard work is going to get you. You know, I always, I always wanted more. I always wanted like, man, what else is out there? I'm seeing all these other people do this. Why not me? You know, yeah. why is it because, and, and what lit a fire under my butt even more is being that I was Hispanic, being that the odds were against me, being that they're always going to see me like, ah, you know, in the lower valley, ah, he, you know, he's not going to amount to anything. That's the, um, I guess that's the stereotype a lot of us had in El Paso and, and Chuco growing up, like you can't do anything. You can't you can't make anything out of yourself, and I always wanted to you know beat those statistics. I've always wanted to be the one. I've always wanted to be the uh, the underdog, and, and prove people wrong. I mean, I think that's what's motivated me, and still to this day, you know, I just whenever people doubt me, I just smile. You know, I just brush them off my shoulder and I smile you know, because I know that I'm I'm gonna do what I need to do and get to where I need to go. We're gonna talk about killing with silence. <laughs> you say that a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. And I have, I, I, I think it's basically the same thing. I don't know if maybe you saw one of the clips on, on yeah. the, about the NVIDIA. Uh -huh. And I think I'm like, you know what? I think that's the same approach, but he's like- it, Wording just, it different. <laughs> yeah, and wording it much better than, than, mm -hmm. the, than the way I word it, right? But I, I wanna go a little bit back to your grandparents, right? Yeah. Cause I have said, and I see this, I, I told you that I have custody of my daughter. Yeah. I have, uh, like she comes home and shares stories about her friends or, or mm -hmm. stories about um, parents, right? And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. You know what? And I have realized that the biggest lottery that we can win as a human, mm -hmm. it's who our parents, or in this case, who um, who were raised to buy, right? Yeah. So in this case, you are lucky for sure. Maybe you, I was lucky as well, by mm -hmm. the way. Um, as far as maybe we didn't have a lot of material stuff, but you had the right people to teach you that, hey, this is how you need to go in order for you to be successful. And not only money-wise, but also like mentality-wise. Yeah, right? absolutely. No, you have to. And, and it's unfortunate. I understand there's some people that don't have that. You know, I have a lot of friends that don't have that, that didn't have that. And guess what? A lot of them, it was 50-50. Yeah. It was either they'd made something of their life and said, I'm not going to live like this. I'm going to make better myself. And then there's some that fell into the system. And I have friends that died. I have friends that are in prison. I have friends that, you know, got put away because they made bad decisions in their life. Um, it's a roll of dice. I mean, we're at the, own, at the end of the day, we're all accountable for our own actions. Yeah. So, I mean, if... I don't. I, sometimes I get. But what do you tell someone that doesn't? I mean, you have to figure his life out on your own. Sometimes, everyone, not everyone is going to hold your hand. Sometimes, you know. Um, I, I'll never forget what my grandma told me, and this stuck in my head and in, in, engraved in my soul. She said, "My job when I die is to know that you're going to be okay." Wow. Oh man. Yeah. And that's that hit me like a ton of bricks because yeah. I was just like, "Damn!" Like, I was, and me, I was. That was my biggest fear in life. It was always my biggest fear in life was losing my grandma because she was my rock. Um, just like every, you know, every everyone that is blessed to have a mother figure in their life, whether it be an, a mom, an aunt, a tia, a grandma, you know, uh, it was my biggest fear. And she used to scare me like that as a kid. She'd be like, you're not going to behave? Okay. Well, cuando Dios me, me he's going to come for me tonight. And I'd be like, no, no, no. Okay, okay, no, no. I was más asustón. I was always worried about that. But I'll never forget when she told me that. She's like, when I leave this world, it's I'm going to know. I want to know that at least I know that I raised you. And that you're going to be able to stand on your own two feet and you're going to be something big. She's like, whatever you touch, touch will always turn to gold because I taught you like that. And that's that's been burdened here, man. That's why I'm like, stack all the odds you want against me. You know, talk all the shit you want to talk about me. I don't care. I'm still going to come at it. I'm still going to get mine. I'm still going to find a way to break barriers. And even your parenting style, like I said, I heard several podcasts. Yeah. And you didn't talk about it a lot. Yeah. But you can tell because when people like were raised... Just like you and myself that like with not a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. Like there's two approaches that even as a parent that you take. You want to give everything to your parents because mm -hmm. of the things that you lack of or you kind of like that approach of, you know what? Yeah. This was maybe not ideal, but it helped me. And I want you to also, maybe I can afford to buy you that brand new car, mm -hmm. but I'm not. And mm -hmm. there's a reason why, right? And, and Absolutely. hopefully you understand because I also see the opposite, right? Maybe someone uh, growing up poor, pero ya ahorita los niños chiples, los todo lo que quieran. I'm like, I get it. Because when, when, when you start conversations, oh, no quiero que les falte nada, que a mí me faltó. Like, I get it. And it's my opinion, of course. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I mean, there, there is also another approach because if you are happy, content with who you are right now, mm -hmm. then that means that there is something positive about that experience, right? Yeah. So how are they getting that? Because it's not enough, in my opinion, for mm -hmm. you just to tell them, oye, pero te estoy dando estos Jordans for $200, but I want you to know que me costaron a lot of work. Oh, it is not enough for just to say it because parents, kids, will say, oh, no, thank you so much for my Jordans or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And they'll, okay, but did they really realize that you're, like, really serious? You know what I mean? And that's it's why tough. when you're talking about it, like, okay, that's how you were growing up. But now you also have chosen mm -hmm. as a parent, también, de mm -hmm. que, espérame, this is something that helped me and I want to help you as well. Yeah, you know, it's true. And especially for, for now in, in the, the age that we live in, a lot of people co-parent. Yeah. Um, and it's tough. You know, it really is because, yeah, you want to give your kids everything. But at the same time, you also want to teach them the value of hard work. You know, I really believe in that because not everything in life is given. 
you know, um, I always tell my son uh, when I when when I talk to him, I'm always like, you know what, man? I was like, you know, what makes you stand out? You know, do you think you're gonna come get a scholarship? Uh, because some university is going to go, hey, I'm going to look for that kid that's in El Paso. Uh, I don't know his name, but, you know, he's, what's going to make you stand out? No, you know, you got to make yourself stand out. You know, you got to you got to work. You got to, you know, anything I've always been a part of, I've always been like, you know what? I want to stand out. I want to I want to show that I'm the best. I want to, you know, I have that mentality that I have the tiger mentality of like, you know, and I try to tell him stand out. Don't be like, you know, don't be like the rest, man. There's a million, a million sheep out there. Be the lion. You know, that's one thing I've always tried and, and, you know, be a leader. Don't be a follower. You know, and that that comes from my grandma. You know, always tell me, ah, you know, there's a million sheeps. Pero uh-huh. los lions, hmm, there's a few. Don't be average, por yeah, favor. Yeah, absolutely. And not because there's nothing wrong. Like, the word average is not negative, by the way. No, just it's not. Don't be average because why? Because I know you have more. Yeah. The, like, you, that's you, it. You, you don't know, know your true potential. potential. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Señor... <laughs> <laughs> Again, we'll we'll go back to parenting because I have so many questions. But closing into kind of like your grandparents and mm-hmm. you maybe already talked about it. But looking back, what's mm-hmm. the biggest lesson? Well, there, there's so many, of course. But okay, so you know what? This is something that that and again might be yeah. that what you share already. But this is something that um, again biggest um, lesson from them. You know, honestly, with my grandparents, I, I think about them every day. Um, it's funny. Uh, my grandma taught me about god she taught me about um you know faith she taught me about uh life uh i think about this uh constantly especially maybe because i'm getting older i mean she she told me one day when you're older you'll realize what i'm telling you and sometimes it hits me like a ton of bricks and i'm just like damn you know but that i think the one thing that she always told me is like you know what you know just always be happy um let things go don't don't hold grudges um life is short Live it, live it to the fullest. Do things that scare you. Um, even though this is the same lady that told me, "Don't join the army. Uh-huh. Don't, don't, duh, don't be a, the cop. Don't be a, a firefighter. Do something safe." Because she was era miedosa. Yeah. You know, but, but I understood. She loved me so much that she didn't want me to get hurt. She saw this as the old-fashioned way, like, "No, estos, you know, they live a, a risky lifestyle." You know, because there was a point where I wanted to be a cop. I really did, man. I was a point where I really wanted to be. And she's like, no, Miko. And that's because we had a cousin in the family that unfortunately lost his life in the line of duty. Um, and, you know, she's like, no, Miko, vas a, you know, and I was, you know, I'd always be like, oh, por si tam. And she's like, me quieres matar. And she'd always be like, you want me to die right away? And I was like, oh, God. So I always felt that guilt. But honestly, the one thing that she she uh, really, really taught me, and I think I've, I still carry it to this day, just be compassionate towards people that love you. You know, love those that love you. And don't worry about those that don't. Because honestly, the ones that count are the ones that are in your life at that moment, and that's what I'll always carry on. That's that's awesome. Senor. I will die to have a conversation with an older person <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. Because if I'm, I'm sure she wasn't raised like she raised you, right? Dude, she was so, so poor. If, if I told you how my grandmother was raised, she was raised on Dale Road, off of North Loop. They used to walk from. If you guys in El Paso know, it's basically. Um, from Ascarate to Isleta High School, they used to walk it every morning to go to school. Um, they had 12 brothers and sisters. I have She has one brother that was lost in the Korean War, you know, uh, missing in action. Dirt poor. Um, my grandfather was even more dirt poor because he lost his dad when he was nine and he was working at nine years old. So that's where I learned hard work and hustle. But yeah, I mean, I, just her story is what inspired me because 
I wanted to break the chain. I wanted to break the cycle. You know, I wanted to be something. I wanted to be like, you know, I wanted one. Obviously, Cage isn't my last name. It's my stage name, which I, I've never talked about this on a podcast, but my grandfather was so hurt when I told him my DJ name. He was so pissed. ¿Qué te dijo? He was pissed. You know, he was pissed. He was like, ¿Qué, qué clase de nombre es? My grandpa's very old-fashioned. He's like, ¿Tú no eres gringo? ¿Te pareces gringo? But te, pero tú no eres gringo. And he gave me a lecture on how to be proud of my culture, how to be proud of my last name. And I had to explain to him. And the way I, I, I say this and... I told him, I was like, Grandpa, I, I understand, but you understand I'm a minority and I'm in a gabacho game. So I need a gabacho name to sneak in with the gabachos and show our people the way. How old were you when um, when that happened? Yeah, when that happened. When you uh, had that conversation with him. must have been about 17 or 18. Wow. Okay. Going on 18. Yeah. And he understood because he's like, you know but it was it was tough because my grandpa was very old-fashioned mm -hmm. very mexicano like very raza primero like he was very that's how he was that's how he was raised and he was just like Hágase hombre. you know he was fuerte my grandfather was i saw him kill a mouse in the house with his fist like literally he trapped in the corner he just smushed it and i was just like yeah i mean he would literally we We grew up in the valley with mice, man, and he would kill them. We'd get them in the, or the tra in las trampas, and he would throw them at me and my brother. And, you know, he would just, it was, the stuff he would do was crazy. But, I mean, it was just stuff like that that, you know, it's engraved in my soul, man. It, it really is. That's why, uh, you know, sometimes when I, I catch myself doing stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, Gilberto, <laughs> Gilberto Vasquez. I mean, and it's my grandfather's name. And I laugh because I, I, resemble a lot of things that he did you know at times and i'm just like man if i could only be half the man uh, that that man was i'd be happy <laughs> you know, that, that's awesome not only because you were able to take advantage of everything that you learned mm -hmm. uh, to this date but you can tell right away from listening to like from people that know you right yeah. on a personal level but even from the radio right prior to this we didn't uh, know each other right mm -hmm. but i can tell through the radio like this is a cool guy that has his shit together right oh, thank and you. now there's a story behind that as far as why but at the same time you're also trying to spread that right yeah and, and i think that's very powerful because again those are things that maybe you were raised we don't have control over that But what you have control and you have chosen to do, mm -hmm. so okay, I, I, I'm trying to help other people as much as possible. And it is evident. And when you um, sell out your, like, your concerts and all that, like, I'm, I'm sure it's because you're talent. I'm sure it's because a lot, but a lot of people, they just want you to be successful because of you as a person. Mm -hmm. Y te digo, you showing up, you answering my, you have no idea how many people don't even reply que me enojo tanto because I'm like, Eli, just say no to me. It's, yeah. it's okay, pero yo tengo respeto to decir, hey, no, I, I don't yeah. have time, thank you. But like in your case, like, and I asked you, right? I, bro, I, I was listening to several podcasts and you do a lot. Mm -hmm. And I know you're so busy. Why you do this? You know, like, I'm explicastes and everything. Like, yeah, it, it, everything makes sense as far as who you are, mm -hmm. what you do, as humble as you are. And if you want to give back in any type, yeah, any shape, like, that's what you're doing. Bro. No, and, and honestly, when you wrote to me, uh, yes, like I say, hey, you know, I, sometimes my, my time is scarce, you know, especially with uh, work, uh, side projects that I have. And I've been so busy lately. It's it's crazy. It's like nonstop. But if, if I can help people along the way when i have time absolutely you know and i'll try to open doors i've done it all my dj life um all the all the radio shows i've been on i've opened doors for guest spots for other djs that were up and coming even on 104 you know i started a, a show called nocturnal transmission um when we first started the radio station 
um, from two o'clock to four in the morning, which is still running, where we'd open the door for guest DJs to come and do mixes and showcase their talents. And hey, I'm going to be on the radio because I know how exciting it is to be on the radio, you know, even for podcasts, man, like yourself, like, hey, man, if this can open more doors for you and, and broaden your audience, why not, man? If if I eat, we all eat, man. That's the way we, uh, that's the problem with a lot of us Mexicans, man. That's a problem with a lot of us, our razas that, uh, and I'm sorry for saying this, but the envidia is our death, man. Um, you can never see someone going up, no, primero yo, primero yo, wey, no, que ya te crees. No, how come, like, hey, man, déjame ayudarte, let me help you, let me get you up here. You know, and, and I've learned that because I've seen club owners, que son bien mamones, yeah. you know, mexicanos, raza, they're like, no, tú no, bro, I'm, you know, no te voy a pagar eso porque, oh, but you want me to make you money. You know, and it becomes, it's where you got to get business savvy as, as DJs and as musicians and say, oh, well, without me, there is no you. Just like without you, there is no me. So we got to, we got to find a middle, a middle ground somewhere, you know, but I'm always down to help people, always down to help businesses, you know, um, love those that love you, love you. Like I always say, uh, I think NVIDIA is, is the death of, uh, you know, uh, can be the death of anything, not just our race, but just, you know, I know so many people that Oh well, you're up there. Well, no, I'm not gonna help you, bro. Like, no, let me shine. Let me do. I'm, I'm. Yeah, you, you know, el chingon. Nah, dude. Like, if I'm up here, like, let's all come up. You know, that's how I've always. That's my mentality. Is like, why not open the gates for everybody and say, hey, we, I, we all eat. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the way it should be. But unfortunately, you got those that are envidiosos and. So let's let's get into that. Why do you think people grow up like that? I think because they weren't taught properly, man. Uh-huh. Either that, or they were given everything too soon. You know, they don't, they don't know the value of hard work. They never fell on their ass and were able to get up and say, you know what? Damn, I failed. I failed a million times, man. You guys, you know, you guys see the, yeah, you've seen the, the sellout concerts or the drive-ins or me opening for this or me doing, uh, you know, uh, you know, certain events. But you don't see the blood, sweat, and tears where I've failed, man. Where I've, you know, I've had events where in the past when I was coming up where no one showed up or I was told I was a crappy DJ or, oh, you know, ya te crees or, you know, it's, it, you got to learn how to, you got to have thick skin. You know, you got to grow up and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to do this again. You know, there's people that are just, I don't know, man. They just weren't taught well. Uh, and you can't blame them. Just can say, hey, you know, God bless you and good luck. I do. And, and, and I agree 100% with you. And that's one of the reasons I'm doing this. To be honest, we, maybe we didn't talk about this, but my goal with this is not to be a YouTuber, to be famous. But la verdad, no. My yeah. goal, number one, is to network. But I also want to, because I, I think that once you find yourself successful not money wise but in a way that's okay i i'm i'm happy content with where i am right now right once mm-hmm. and that's kind of like everybody defines success a different way but i define it that way so okay, i'm happy no me falta nada my life is great and you do i think that the next step is kind of like give back mm-hmm. right like the next step it feels really good for someone to be like hey thank you right and my take on this going a little bit back to that is like for people that hear that perspective mm-hmm. because the truth is that yes i can talk bad about that hater or that esa persona que it's, yeah. but then if you look at okay okay yeah. I, I i i can the apple doesn't tell. fall far now, from the tree exactly and they never were offered a different perspective mm-hmm. so i know that as an adult of course there is a time that you either you go left and right i understand that maybe you won't you don't have the the the, the best of bringing the it. best parents but at 20 25 you start or, learning yeah uh, okay like i understand like i get it i was this is kind of like my excuse but there's also a different path and i think that most people 
it's very convenient to choose this path and kind of like we already talked about yeah. it that's my excuse right so one of my goals is to offer that one person that maybe is like i want to hear that perspective that's why i told you my take on this is not really going into your career a lot because there's a lot out yeah. there i just i think that a lot of people and i know my daughter will benefit from listening to your perspective on things yeah there, there's so much you know uh, and it comes with uh maturity it, mm -hmm. it really does because I messed up a lot as being young. I said a lot of dumb things on radio that I'm just like, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have said that. And, oh, man, oh, maybe I shouldn't have put that, that tweet out or maybe I shouldn't have put that. And I think about it now because I think about whose life I could be impacting negatively. And that's the last thing I want to be. There's so much negativity in the world and not enough positive lights. Um, and it, it, it's translated into the music I play, into the the lifestyle that I try to, you know, live my best life. Um, first and foremost, God, I mean, with me, that has been the answer to everything. Uh, and I'm, I'm not trying to get religious on, on anyone by all means, but honestly, when no one else was there for me, he was the only one there for me. Like I found him and that's what changed my life and it changed my perspective. And it, it, you, it, life is a beautiful thing when, when life is beautiful, when you refocus your eyes, and you really realize, man, I can do so much more being positive mm -hmm. instead of being negative. Because anyone can get on Instagram. You see it all the time. Yeah. You see it on Instagram, you know, hate, 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 hate. It's easy to fall into that trap. I can put up a negative hate, a uh, negative post and get a million likes. Oh, yeah, let's bash this and pass, 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 pass. Put up, hey, man, God is good. Get a couple of maybe 100 likes, 200 likes. Why? Why are we like that? Why not say, hey, you know what, I got to, you know, why not get, give a million likes to that person that says, hey, I got a, a, a raise or I'm graduating college or, hey, you know what, I'm a single mom and I graduated college or I'm, I'm doing my best. Hey, props to you instead of like, I'm, you know, I'm um, bichona this or whatever, bichota, whatever this, yeah. whatever, you know, and hating on someone. It's just like, dude, like enough, man. I mean, yeah. when it, we have to break that cycle someday, yeah. someday. Senor, we show the same things. And, and, and I, I, I can say this because I have a lot of friends that, you can tell, I haven't seen it recently, I don't know if Facebook changed something, but uh -huh. we'll go into like famous people's account or, or just other accounts, yep. bro, to troll, uh, like oh, yeah. whatever they're doing. Yo, Mikael, first of all, I don't have the time, right? Mm -hmm. And second, like I understand because the, the excuse that I have seen is, it's just Facebook, it, it's just Facebook, you know, yeah. I'm just having fun. Bro, first of all, if you have time, yes, una cosa. And number two, like, Bro, you can also use it in a positive way instead of like you having fun or you yeah. spending your time just like seeing what other people like reply to you. Yeah. Like, oh, y la verdad me da tristeza because like, you know what? And, and, and I try to show empathy as much as possible yeah. because when I look at their life, la verdad, okay. Like can I, I can make, see why, it, right? Yeah. And that's why I was curious, but I, I, I was like, when I was prepping for like, I wonder if I should ask this mm -hmm. or maybe not because there's some questions that... I know they're personal, but at the same time, I don't know if we want to go there or not. Mm -hmm. But um, outgrowing your friends, I have a lot of mutual Facebook friends, mm -hmm. um, several, by the way. And I'm like, you have like, uh, the, the, I don't know, uh, 10,000, what's the limit? 5,000 still <laughs> yeah. for Facebook. But yeah. I'm sure you still are with a lot of people that you grew up with. And again, it's one thing about the memes and one thing about yeah. some of the stuff, but you can tell based on their post or, or, or yeah, based on, on their post on where they are in their life. And I'm yep. not saying only showcase is a good, no, no, I'm not saying that. Yep. But if you're constantly like hating on life, hating on the city of El Paso, hating on the city councils, hating on how much the Tommy Gonzalez makes, like yeah. I understand it's one thing for your opinion, 
Pero ya cuando te la pasas, like, yeah, bro, like, You're infatuated stop, with it. like, yep. so I'm like, I want to ask you, in this case, Johnny, like, outgrowing friends, like, how difficult was it? And when I mean outgrowing, of course, not mm -hmm. only your success in your career, mm -hmm. but your mindset, because you can tell you're at a different level. And what I mean, you're, you, and I want to ask you as well, when did you know that you have your priorities straight? Mm -hmm. Pero how was the process, or is it still something that you're working on, mm -hmm. on outgrowing your friends in, in the mentality where we talk well, about Well, I, I heard this, and I, and I know it's been said a couple of times. I mean, you are the, you are, uh, Uh, the reflection the reflection of the five people that you hang out with the most i agree to a certain extent because yeah you know you can but if you don't share the same views i mean obviously we all have opinions you know i've rubbed elbows with and i'm not afraid to say this i both i know people that are both straight and i know people that are both uh, do illegal things you know to each their own i'm just like hey you know what that's that's on you you know i'm not you know i'm gonna love everyone the same um i'm my own person Um, I would say when it comes to friends mentalities and the way they think and about certain, you know, situations and I'm like, cool, you know, uh, one perfect example, this last administration when Trump was in office, I mean, man, that divided so many people, uh, for whatever reason, a lot of people saw him as a racist as this, as that, that, that me, I said, you know what? I loved all my friends the same. Even if you support Trump, I'm still going to love you the same. Um, because I'm my own individual, man. I have my own mind. I have my own mindset. I have my own intelligence that I know at the end of the day. You know, if you're toxic, I'm still going to love you, but I'm going to keep you at arm's length, which mm -hmm. means I'm not going to let you get too close. I'm just going to say, hey, you know, you're good, you yeah. know, you know, but I'm not going to I'm not going to be like, oh, I hate you and this and that. No, what good is that? You know, I it, it's tough because, you know, as you grow, you kind of realize what friends really mean. You, you really realize who's going to be there for you. You really realize, you know, who is there for the grow and who is there for the show mm -hmm. you know and you kind of separate them and nothing there's nothing wrong with being there for the show and hey i just want to be here you're you know you have your your party friends and you have your friends that are friends and then you have your friends that are family you know because i really do believe that in some cases i think there are friends that are closer than family in situations um but as far as outgrowing your friends i mean honestly you can't say you outgrow your friends like he says you know i make up my own mind i'm my own person You know, I always I believe in one thing. Quit putting quit putting emphasis on other people. Just worry about what you can handle. You know, if someone is doing something wrong that you don't agree with, I mean, it's monkey see, monkey do. You know, I, I don't follow into that. Like it's like everyone's on this, oh I'm gonna do this. I'm not gonna do that. You know, that's not me. You know, it's like I'm gonna it's like saying, Hey, I'm gonna go dance country western and dress cowboy now and because this is the cool No, that's just that's just not me. You know, that's not me. It's just I'm not going to do that. Hey, you know what? Let's get on this Facebook post and let's hate on this person because this and this. And no, you know, it's just it. But it comes with with maturity. It comes with learning. Yeah. It really does, man. Yeah. Because at one point, I'm, I'm, I'll admit it. I was like that, too. At one point, I was just like and then I sat there. I'm like, why am I like this? I'm this is getting me nowhere in life. And I'm sure you're not content at that no, point of your life. No, no, no. And, and, and it, um, you know, it, it doesn't even have anything to do with content. Yes and no. Because at some point you're just like, ah, you're young, you're stupid. Mm -hmm. No other way to put it. And you made bad decisions. You're just like, damn, I made a bad decision. It's like that bad decision you drank, you know, the night before and you got, you have a bad hangover now. But you learn from that. You learn, hey, man, next time that comes around, I'll, I'll try my best to be better or to come, you know, approach it better. Because you never know someone's situation. Mm -hmm. You know, you never know why someone is acting the way they are. Mm -hmm. um, and I've really learned that uh, you never, you got to take people's feelings into consideration. Yeah. Um, even though they might not take yours, you know, because 
at the at, you got to have some sort of strong <laughs> strong uh, spinal cord i guess man you could say <laughs> just to to stand there and, and take a lot of stuff but at the the end of the day i mean you can only be accountable for your own actions i mean so when it when you ask about friends and not growing i mean I have different friends on different levels. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like I have friends that, you know, that I consider like I would trust with my life. And I have friends that, hey, cool, I love you, but hasta aquí, yeah, you know, yeah. right right here at, at our arm's length because I know the type of person you can be and I don't agree with that. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the that's my take on it. <laughs> no, that that that, that makes sense. No, it, it, <laughs> senor, that 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 makes perfect sense. And of course, you're able to articulate much better than I can. Um, but again, and this is something that even like judging people for. And I wanted to ask you this because you're, of course, in music. But you, I'm sure you see this all the time, mm-hmm. like when people post stuff about like judging others or mm-hmm. criticizing others for their taste in music, mm-hmm. like in banda nacos. Oh no, fue a la escuela, and I see that, and I'm like, I graduated college. I like banda, you know, and and, and also like the Bat Bunny tickets. Oh, you're gonna pay two, three hundred, yeah. five, seven hundred for listening to crap, and I'm like. You know what? In my opinion, that's kind of like being the same as being homophobic, mm-hmm. meaning like judging someone for their taste. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, that, that that's ignorance. Bottom line, that's ignorance. You can like, you just can. I try to my process like step back. So that's good. Like, if you're judging someone, I really don't care. But the truth is that you're not happy. La verdad, like yeah. there's no way that I have time for a post. Number two, even if I'm trying to be funny, no, pero sabes que curos to this guy que le gusta la banda, los corridos, narco corridos, yeah. whatever. But then I see them like, oh, I wish I could like be a bigger voice there. But again, am I really? No, pues porque like at the same time, I go back, ¿qué vas a ganar aquí? Like, are you really, if you're gonna, hey, do this. But I see this all the time about uh, nacos or, oh, yeah. or, or crap. I'm like, you know what I have to ask Johnny? Hopefully, put it on the clip. What's your take on people that judge others for music? You know what? It, and it that your comes take. also with, uh, believe it or not, comes with a level of maturity because there's stereotypes in everything. Mm-hmm. If you listen to this, you're this. If you listen to this, you're this type. If you listen to this, you're this type. And honestly, uh, I came I came up in a in the house and dance music genre. Um, I've been pushing it since I was a kid. That's that's stuff I loved. And here in El Paso, it was. There was it was absolute and there was nothing nothing of it. So when I would play it here, I would play it at you know try to get into the clubs and do it. I got called gay. I got called all the basically all the homophobic slurs you could possibly call someone. Um, I had bottles thrown at me. I had fingers thrown at me. I had this. This is the most annoying thing you can do. Change the music and the cutthroat sign. Um, uh, tons of people that were just yeah they they were just hating on it. And, and but what's crazy is the group of people that would go just to hear me play this was what I was there for because I was like, I, there was a, you know, there was a, a place that I played at uh, and it was, um, I'd get a 25 minute set when I started. I was a kid. Is this man. in Juarez? Or 25, no, it was here. Okay. Yeah, it was 25 minutes and it was a hip hop club, but for 25 minutes, they let me come on and play what I wanted. So it was all hip hop basically. And you know, the stuff that was in, in the nineties. So for those 25 minutes I got on, I changed the music and I played dance and oh man, it was bad. It was bad. I got hated on a lot. That's why I tell you they would flip me off and call me all sorts of names. And but that group of people that would go, they go and dance and have fun, and that was it, man. And it, you know, it, it comes with the, the the territory of of music. Uh, music should you you know unite us all. Um, unfortunately, is there music that sends wrong messages? Absolutely, man. Yeah. And that's where I've drawn the line. 
Um, especially that's why there's a lot of genres of music that I don't touch because I, because of the fact that I have a soon to be 18 year old son and I don't want him listening to lyrics, um, that might be portrayed differently. And I don't know how a, a, a someone that's young might listen to something and take it and be like, yeah, that's me. And yeah, I have to do this. And you know, you never know what you're influencing. Um, so that's even changed the way I DJ. On the radio, I mean, you'll basically never hear me play any of that stuff because of the fact that it just goes against my belief system and the way I think we should be, you know, helping our youth out. Um, but people that judge music, honestly, it, it comes with maturity because at one point or another, I think we're all guilty of it, including myself. We're like, ah, that's that's the way. It, oh, yeah. If you, if you listen to this, it is un cholo. Ah, you're a gangster if you listen to this. Oh, it is un narco if you listen to this. It is un fresa if you We all have it. And yeah, it's all... It, it's all funny and jokes and you know but when you cross the line and you start becoming obscene and vulgar with it and that's a different story you, you know? can kind of tell when you're being serious or yeah. just a funny or like being un amigo que her, like that's it you know yeah. but like I wouldn't make it a point as far as hey all you people are trash because you yeah. like no, reggaeton or judging no. someone for $800 bro if that's how they, they find happiness bro just let them you know it, it's not a facebook post it's not in and my opinion i got a, i got a lot of uh you know it's funny because when, when bad bunny came for example i mean we were giving out tickets and people were hating left and right yep. this and that but i'm like the guy sold out concerts you know and whatever you want to think of him whatever you want to think of his music whatever i'm a very big people person yeah and when i saw him take a stand for um a was it a transgender person that got killed in puerto rico And he and he basically wore a T-shirt. Was it on one of the talk shows? And I I said I like that guy. You know his music. I, I don't think it's bad. I, I actually like it. And I'm not one to judge his music. I'm like, hey, you know what? It's cool. It's got a catchy beat. I get it. But when I saw someone use their platform to stand up for someone else, that's amazing to me. And that wins yeah. me over all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm just like I don't care what genre of music. I'm like, he knows. He yeah. knows the power he has in his hands, and he knows that he can make a difference by doing that. Yeah. And that's what makes me love an artist and appreciate an artist. Yeah. You have to appreciate the fact that regardless if you like him or not, but he writes his song. Yeah. And there's millions of millions that mm -hmm. feel a certain way because of those songs. Mm -hmm. So you just can't ignore it and you can't judge that because you don't like it. You can say, hey, so it's gonna me gusta, whatever. But as far as like, oh, it's crap, it's trash. Uh, like, but what 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 energy yeah. are you gonna get sitting there hating on it? Like like Bad Bunny's gonna read your comment and be like, "Hijo, like, yeah, I'm gonna quit." No, but there is other people that are in the in, in the like maybe watch checking Facebook and they don't, they're in the fence of do I feel this way or not? Yeah. And then I see the majority of people hating on it and talking shit. Get mm -hmm. It's easier for me to Apple. Ah, let me get into the bandwagon of talking shit. Yeah. And that's why, regardless if we have a big following or not. So it's good, but be, be wise about it, you know? You know, it, it's true, man. Um, honestly, like, I have friends that uh, get mad at me because I'll play banda stuff, and I'm like, I like all music. There, There is, like I said, some music I yeah. don't agree with, and, and the reason, and I, I want to be very clear about this, has nothing to do against hip-hop music because everyone's like, oh, you're always picking on... No, it's not that. It's just that there are some, some of the younger hip-hop lyrics that I don't agree with where, you know, it is encouraging pill-popping, and it is encouraging oh, yeah. suicide and, this, and different things that might... You don't know how someone that is sensitive or not might be as stable in their life is taking that and listening, saying, I'm going to kill myself because my favorite artist told me, yeah, you know, life ain't worth living. Or, yeah, I'm going to overdose. No, I don't want that. I don't want no one to get hurt. Over Music shouldn't be about that. Music should unite us and make you happy and say, you know, it should escape the problems. You know, that's that's always been my my take on music. It's 
my job when I see when when people go hear me, I want them to forget about the BS that they're dealing with all week. I want you to forget about the job that you might not like or, you know, the drama you might be having in your relationship. And just for those few hours, just have fun, dance, you know, and enjoy life and remember the good things that, you know, it things are going to get better, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, there there is some stuff that I stay away from because, unfortunately, for whatever reason, those artists, you know, maybe it's something that they went through, that they believe in. I just don't want my child to be listening to it, even though there's a pretty good chance that they are listening to it. But as a parent, it's my responsibility to teach them, Look, a lot of this stuff is for entertainment. You know, you're coming from a, a good home. You know, don't fall into this trap. Yeah. You know, because unfortunately, you know, when I was a kid, I was listening to NWA and listening to this. And yeah, I want to be hood and this and that. But I'm like, wait a minute. Pick on me, grandma. You know, no. You know, at the same time, you got to understand this is what that artist went through. And yes, it might be what they went through. And part of it could be like, I'm just trying to sell records. You know, yeah. so that's how, you know, you got to really take take in when you listen to certain music and you fully understand the impact because a lot of people the argument can be just a song right i mean mm -hmm. and i've been with parties that play very graphic songs and to their seven eight nine year old it you think it's a, oh, like my opinion it sounds like yours as well like but i mean you might think it's not but it is impacting oh, them yeah. you know like The, like the watching videos or like their music videos también. Oh, there's so many things. I have uh, I have uh, friends and, and people that are close to me that work in the um, in the mental health mm -hmm. um, um, industry. Well, not industry. The obviously for psychologists. Um, psychology. you mean? Yeah, okay. well, that therapists and whatnot. That okay. I get a lot. You know, a lot of people. A lot of my resources are people that will write to me that I know that um, hit me up on the show. They're like, hey man, you know, thank you for talking about that because. We have so much, um, you know, problems with our youth, so many little kids. And I didn't believe yeah. it till, you know, you start hearing about it from these therapists and these people that work in the mental health industry saying, you know what, there's a lot of kids out there that, you know, they're bouncing from, from home to home because they're so messed up because they didn't have the proper upbringing or they were taught differently or they were taught about, you know, there's little five-year-olds throwing F-bombs and knowing about, you know, sex and things that they shouldn't be knowing about. You know, they were robbed of their childhood. Mm -hmm. And... It, that affects me a lot, man, because, I mean, at one point or another, I mean, they were robbed of their innocence, you okay. know, and it, and it sucks because I think about that. Where's that child going to be, you know, in, in 10 years? Where's that child going to, where's this child's life going if he doesn't have that proper guidance, if he's not showing love and showing, you know, that someone cares for him and, and gives a shit about him, you know, he's already off to a bad start and he's five, you know, he's already... In a, in a in a mental unit or ward or something, you know, having um, mental issues or talking about suicide. Where did he learn that from? You know, it's it's just like um, it, it, it's you have to learn it from home or you learned it from someone. And unfortunately, someone didn't protect that child from from that. And and it sucks, man. And and if I can be that positive voice saying, you know what, it doesn't have to be like that. You know, it, it doesn't have to be like that. And and I use my microphone to be positive um, as, as best as I can. You know, I think we've we've uh, failed a lot as, as a society. You know, um, yo creo mucho en Dios. And I think, you know, the biggest part we've failed is taking God out of so many things. Um, whatever your belief, and I always tell people, don't, whatever you believe in, I'm not telling you what type of God or what you just believe in something. You know, whatever it is, but make sure it's good. Make sure it's positive. Make mm -hmm. sure it's making you a better person, not making you an angry person, not making you a hateful person. That's, you know, that's the best you can do for people. You know, I'm not going to hold your hand and say, 
No, todos los católicos. No, todos los, you know, todos los uh, Christians. No, todo esto. No, you know, what you find what you believe in and, and go with it. Just make sure it makes you a better person. You know, if you know you're being negative and hateful, then obviously you're on the wrong foot. <laughs> yeah. Señor, since when do you have, looking a little bit back, mm -hmm. I know it's a work in progress, and I'm sure that there's still a lot of things that maybe you're still working through. Mm -hmm. But it, it it sounds, by the way, when, when next time someone asks you, how come you look so young? Mm -hmm. It, it is your mindset, señor. De que no te preocupes, <laughs> que no, like, it is that, for oh, my you. opinion. <laughs> Pero te voy a decir, like, uh, the truth is that once you start into this path of kind of, like, trying to help and trying to understand, like, it's it, it's evident that you have your priorities straight, right? So do you remember when, if it was, how old were you, if there was many events that, like, Sasuke, I now have my priorities straight? Because it sounds to me, again, from everything that we have talked about so far, mm -hmm. aside from, from your upbringing, but you, I think you have your priorities straight. This is what makes me happy. This is what I care about. And this is the line I'm going to follow. Do you remember since when? No, honestly, and I think it's that's life in general. I mean, do you always have, are people ever going to have all the priorities straight? Absolutely not. Uh, I think life, you're always going to learn in life as old as you grow. I mean, that's one thing my grandma always told me, you know, and you always learn. No matter, even I remember her telling me in her old age, she was like, you know what, mijo, I'm still learning stuff in my older age as an older woman. I'm still learning exactly what I need to do and how I need to get better. So always have, always be open to learning. Um, when it comes to, you know, your priorities, obviously it's, it's a, always a work in progress. Sometimes you fail a million times and say, man, I'm not going to do that again, but you end up doing it again. Mm -hmm. Or you're like, damn, you know, I got to get this before I do this. I, I mean, honestly, I can't pinpoint it to a time because life has been a lesson. Life is a lesson every day. I'll learn something tomorrow and I'll translate into, okay, how can I make this better? When the old Johnny, the young Johnny would be like, eh, brush it off. I'll do it tomorrow the brush up procrastinate but as you grow older and you mature you kind of realize life's short man you know um life is short i mean tomorrow i might not be able to wake up you know and and or i don't mind you know they might call might call me home and i won't have to you know, I, I won't have a chance to fulfill what i wanted to fulfill in my life so i think why why put off what you can do today you know what you can do today what you're planning to do tomorrow um as it, it, it's weird I, I have a weird not weird i have an interesting take on life right now um you know I, and and I, i've been thinking about this a lot lately and and thinking about man I, I like helping people i love helping people i love talking to people um and it's interesting when you get to a certain point in your life and you really realize i don't want to say you figure out life but you realize how much better life can be if you are a certain way and you say okay this is how i'm going to be you know, I understand bad things are going to happen. I understand good things are going to happen. I just got to learn how to roll with the punches. Uh, and I think that's uh, that's the secret to life, honestly. Yeah. You know, taking everything in balance. You know, knowing that after every storm, the sun comes out. Yeah, which yeah. goes back to some of the things. And, and sorry for the people that listen to me <laughs> um, on every episode, but it always comes back to kind of like having the perspective mm -hmm. and self-awareness of where you stand. You Absolutely. know, I was talking to Cynthia Lopez, owner of Cash Bar, by the way, um, um, last podcast, and we talked about, you know what, we, somehow, some way, we, we go into the subject of happiness, right? Mm -hmm. And I think for me, happiness is, is progress, right? As long as you're moving, even though if it's slow, it is. Yep. But bigger than that, it's still the um, perspective on things, your self-awareness. And I really think that you cannot be um, unhappy if you have perspective and, again, in, in that self-awareness of where you stand, right? Absolutely. But the problem is, I think that 
in, in my opinion, self um, perspective you can get from traveling, meeting other people, hearing different takes. But something that we talked um, with Cynthia and I, like, can you get self-awareness, that common sense uh, of understanding where you at? Because there's a lot of unhappy people that think they're doing everything right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, 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 and I'm like, okay, that, that's self-awareness. That's you understanding. But I mean, if you're getting these negative results, someone has to tell you, kid, you're doing it yeah. wrong, you know? So do you have a take on that? I don't have the answer. I'm just like wondering now that we're talking about that. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're agreeing. And again, even though you can tell me that, um, well, you're telling me that it just, uh, you have developed. Yeah. But your priorities, you, you, you even said like, this was old Johnny, mm-hmm. young Johnny, but now I realize, and I'm like, but there was a moment, there was something that he's like, but I'm like, something's not clicking. Mm-hmm. I'm not as happy as I should. My relationship's not as good as it should. There's something that clicked there mm-hmm. for Johnny to be at this level because Johnny's at this level now. Uh, and honestly, um, it, it's just learning learning your capability honestly it's realizing like uh, you know wanting wanting and knowing you can be great yeah like there's there's a diff there's a very big difference like saying you know what i know i'm going to be great but i want it but what what am i going to do to get there um it, it, it's falling on your butt many times man it's failing many times it's it's really it's it's humbling when you fail it really is because you can one, one moment you could think you're the most chingon and in here yeah. but then Something happens and you're just like, damn, I'm nothing. You know, I'm nothing. And you're just like, oh, I go back to the old routine that I'm in. And mm, okay, I'll just keep on going back to the same job that I'm in and doing this and not doing stuff. Like, you know, someone's got to either either you click or someone's going to make you click. Um, in my life, it was it was Ebbs. It was my my fiance. You know, I, get, I give her a lot of credit, man. She's been a very, very, she's a very, very strong woman. And um, honestly, that's why... I think um, it's been a big secret to my success. I mean, she's always been the type of like, man, don't you want more? She she was the one that sat there and like, do you not see how great you are? Do you not see how badass you are? And I don't like to get my head too far up in the clouds if you really know me. I'm just very chill. Um, and she's like, dude, you're like, that should be you. We go to Las Vegas and see these DJs and she's like, you and me both know that these guys suck. You could take these guys out with your eyes closed. She's like, you know these big name these guys are just producers. They're not DJs like you. Like the problem with you is that you're this and she'll tell me how it is. You're lazy. You'll do this. And it lights a fire under my butt. So for me, it was my partner. It was my partner that, you know, she puts me in check and she'll tell me. And it's a growing process, man, because honestly, you know, going into relationships, that's, you know, if you're blessed to be in a great relationship, good. Uh, A lot of us have been in rocky, you know, shitty relationships man where it's just like yeah that's just life you're gonna you're gonna win some you're gonna lose some um and i've been with ebbs for 18 years going on 18 years this year and let me just tell you um not everything is instagram like everyone will make you seem all roses and all this and all that nah that's just the show you know you don't know the cries the tears the it's over you don't know the reality of behind things you know that's just the the honesty behind a relationship it's sometimes you outgrow each other. Sometimes you go in different directions. The person you met 18, 20, 30 years ago isn't the same person that you're with now. Um, for her, it was her putting myself into me, her putting me into check and saying, dude, don't you want more? Like, you are amazing and you don't have confidence in yourself. And making, hearing that, it lit a fire under my butt, man. It took a while because I was complacent in life for a long time. I was just like, ah, I'm good. I'm good. And I thought, why not me? Why not me? Why why not me? 
you know, she's like, dude, you're good looking. You're this and not that I'm good. But this is what she told me. And she probably just told me this because she's my girl. <laughs> but she's like, you should shoot for the stars. Do it. And I'm just like, and it's funny because I heard a lot of my grandma and what she was telling me. And when I lost my grandmother, um, I, 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 she was like my, my grandmother when she totally approved of Ebony because my grandma approved of nobody. And she loved, she called her her Barbie because if you've seen Ebony, she looks like a Barbie. And she'd always be like, I, you know, me lo vas a cuidar and this and that. And, and it's funny because she knew my grandma. So, like, she knew her belief system. She she learned from her. She heard her talk. She knew the way she raised me. She knew I was the chiple. But at the same time, she also taught me with love. So, hearing Ebs tell me and put things into perspective sometimes, I was hearing my grandma's voice. It was crazy. And I was just like, levántate, cabrón. Yeah. Do better. You know, get Get with it. See what you're capable of. I have to not only because of you, but mm -hmm. also because, hey, there's people that believe in me, right? Like, yeah. Wow. No, and, I, and I, I really do believe that God puts people in your path that need to be put in your path. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a strong believer in that, man. I, I'm a strong believer in my faith. I'm a strong believer in, you know what? He wants us to live a life that he he wants us to live the greatest life. He's for us, not against us. Um, And Ebony, it's funny because she'll always tell me, she's like, why not do something that scares you like do this do that you know it's funny because for the longest time she's been wanting to move out of the city you know she's been the one that's like let's get out of here let's you know let's go and it's funny because lately i've been more like leaning more towards it but then i'm just like yeah i'm still scared of it but because i love this city so much and because i know that this is home you know i love i love like i like going on vacations everywhere but i love coming back here to this city because I love the people. I love the culture. I love our community. I love how close knit we are, and I really do believe that you know, home is where your heart, where you hang your hat. Home is where your heart is. Where you know you're making an impact. Yeah, as well. where you where you can where you can at least make your 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 base out of, and then grow from there. You know, like I always tell her, she's like, you know, that if you were to ever hit the lottery, you would you'd you'd still live here. I was like, absolutely. You know, I love this city. You know that it's this is my home city, and and that's why I do get offended when people talk shit about it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that we'll talk about it right now. By the way, yep, that I get I get mad when people talk about uh, here and 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 uh, be, when they talk bad about Juarez, when they talk about Las Cruces, I take it personal. <laughs> Same here, so you know that's one of the reasons why we're here. By the way, I'm <laughs> making a fool of myself. By the way, but um, going a little bit back to your to your girlfriend, it's funny how we were talking about it before recording this, yeah. right? And I was sharing with you that I feel content with my life. I, I really feel happy. I'm not going to say it again because I say it all the time. But la verdad, I feel like really good. And one of the things that I have learned now, uh, now that I'm more mature, is the importance of finding the right partner. Yeah. That's so difficult. Um, well, maybe it's not now that you have the, 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 the that mindset, yeah. right? But at the same time, because I was saying, bro, you are a DJ nightlife. She's been with you for a very long time. And like you said, it's not been perfect, of course. But bro, she's she's with you, yeah. right? And 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 you talk about her with a lot of respect, with a Absolutely. lot of love. So like, bro, like the importance of finding the right partner because again, not only pushing you, mm -hmm. but sharing that same mindset and kind of like the same values. So, pero me, even if you have difficult moments, we'll get through this, yep. right? And bro, that 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 I, again, you and, and it sounds like you realize how lucky you are. I am. It is one part luck, but at the same time, in my opinion, is 
también no seas tan tonto y ayúdale a Dios. I understand uh, kind of like the, the people that cross your path. Pero mm -hmm. también you kind of like have to mature and understand like this is a person that maybe is not long term with me. Mm -hmm. And even though you fell in love y ahorita estás así como perro que this is the best. This is the, yeah. the love of my life. I'm going to marry this person. Fifth one on Facebook for like in seven years, by the way. <laughs> the truth is, espérate, like relájate. Like there's some things that you do have to think about mm -hmm. and again for that i think it goes back to perspective and self-awareness absolutely no, absolutely and and that's every relationship honestly i mean if that was the case then we'd be all with the first person we fell in love with in high school you know and kudos to those that have been you know up to now that have been you know that were and high still school sweethearts. Love. yeah it's tough i mean because are you are you there because you're just there are you going through the motions are you there because you person you really love this person You know, and relationships are tough. I always tell everybody, I was like, relationships are tough, man. They're not easy. And they're not for everyone. I understand that. You know, some people are meant to be in relationships. Other people aren't. And that's just the sad reality of it. You know, um, I, I went through my phase of, I, you had a playboy in the beginning. And, oh, my God, and this and that. I'm never going to settle down. And, and then, you know, you meet that one person that you're just like, wait a minute. That's a little bit different. You know, and why was she different? You know, and... Everyone's always like, why are you guys, man, we fight like cats and dogs. We, man, ella me regaña. Yo vengo todo el tiempo regañado. <laughs> and it's funny, but that, because of that, la quiero mucho. Because it makes me, it puts me, it humbles me. It, it puts me into perspective, like, all right, dude, you know, no te creas. Or don't be, don't be that, don't be that way. And, and it's funny, once you find that one person, and if you're blessed in your lifetime to find that one person you click with, don't let go, don't give up. Because there's times in, in relationships where yeah. people give up and hey you know what you gotta fight if, if you really if you really if you really believe it's meant to be you know it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a dog fight sometimes man some people have it all you know you know roses all the way great other people have it rough man other people have breakups other people go through you know hell back and forth um with me and ebbs i mean honestly it's always been Uh, a learning process it's been a growing process and she outgrew me for a moment then i caught up then i was just uh, then i was complacent and then she was and then it was just like it's it, it's always been but it's always been her like she's always been and that comes from her upbringing I mean, she has really really great parents i love them to death and they always taught her always shoot for the stars always shoot for the stars and that's that's i can hear her dad in my ear and her mom in my left like just always be always be the best always be the best and and Her dad is a, a man. I, I look up to him so much. He's a go-getter. He really is. He's that type to like, Psh, why not me? I'm going to do that. Instead of this, I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make that money. I'm going to make this business deal. I'm going to do that. And he taught her like that. So that's how she, she has her mindset, you know, and I love that about her. And that's what's so attractive to me is nothing more attractive. Yes, she's yeah. beautiful, but honestly, nothing more attractive than a woman that is motivated, driven and educated. You know, that's just amazing to me. So that's, if anything, that's what won me over tremendously. Because when I met her, she was in college still, you know. So she saw, I mean, I saw a lot of her, you know, her hardships. You know, I saw a lot of her, basically, she was a waitress at Hooters uh, in, in uh, Las Cruces and would do things just to make ends meet. And like, hey, you know what, I, I got to pick up a shift. And I'd be like, no, don't work. I would, I'd be like, no, don't worry, I got you. And she's like, no, 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 you know. And I love it that her dot, her dad taught her. You get your degree because once you get that degree, I just know that. And and it, it kind of resonates back to my grandparents. Hearing the way he raised her and the way he thought, he wanted, he raised all his daughters to so like, you know what, stand on your own two feet so that way no man 
you never have to uh, support um you never have to depend on any man to support you and i love that because i was like awesome you know i respect that totally 100 percent. you know and i think that's the way every parent should raise their kids not yeah. just you know um, um just, not just people with daughters i think everyone should raise their kids like you know what one day i'm not going to be here be sure that you can hold your own yeah, 100% going back to what, what your grandma told you yeah. um, throughout the years. Yep. But that's awesome. Congrats again, Senor. Te oh, digo. I mean, for, for your career, not only that, but as a person, right, outside what you do for for work. I mean, it's so important someone to have that shares your same values. And again, when you're down or anything, because you have her to back you up, right? Yeah. And again, now that you have it, because again, aside from love, mm -hmm. again, if you, for some day you don't love or, or she doesn't love you now, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, but I mean, él me conviene because, again, not only love, but because he's good for me, right? Yeah. And, and, and I think that's also so important to understand that one thing is love, and yeah, throughout love, you're going to go in and make it work. Pero si esta persona no trabaja, like, hey, there is something wrong. You're like, there is something there, yeah. you know? Maybe at first you're like, no trabaja because, you know, he's going to join the military like in five years. You know, yeah. we, we put excuses in our mind. Yeah. But the fact is, es que facts are facts. It's true, and and you gotta always realize uh, life always changes. Yeah, life you you know life is always gonna change. One minute you might want something, the next minute you might not. You know, one minute you might want kids, the next minute you might not. The make one minute you might want this career, and the next minute, totally something different. I mean, that's just life. I mean, it's gonna always throw curveballs at you. You know, if I mean, if it was meant to be so easy, I mean, I think everyone would have the answer to the secret of happiness. But honestly, uh, we don't. You know, you got to find your own happiness every day <laughs> That's awesome, and roll man. with the punches. Thank you. We're going to talk a little bit more on, on the subject of happiness. And also, I want to talk about you as a dad, because, again, um, you guys don't have kids together, but she's been with you for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there was some baby mama drama. There are a lot of different <laughs> things out there. And again, that just proves that. You know, she's the right for you. Yeah, yeah. the right person for you. Absolutely. So like, that's awesome. So you're going a little bit back to teaching because I, 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 I do want to uh, talk a little bit about your career because I know you started in Juarez. Mm -hmm. When I was listening to um the, uh, to a certain podcast as far as you working in Vertigo, I'm like, yo estaba ahí en las tardeadas, yeah. chamucos right next to her, like yeah. the drink and drown. I'm like, that's so cool. But again, you be, you living in El Paso, mm -hmm. how was the situation you being the pocho there? Yeah, How was exactly that? the way it was, man. I, honestly, I was this teenager that was coming in. And a lot of the DJs were señores. They were older. They were, you know, we had uh, just, it was very territorial. They didn't like that this bocho was coming in, this gringo was coming in. Basically, that's the way he saw me, playing a different style of music, uh, throwing a monkey wrench into everything that they basically built, you know. And when I got approached to do um, the nightlife over there, and it, it was basically by luck you know it was one of my one of my friends said, hey man they have an open spot what do you think let's go try it okay cool i i got picked up to go do it i remember thinking you know juarez was very different um back in the 90s uh, yes was there dangers quote unquote i'm sure you know um but honestly the juarez that i know and that I, the juarez that i love is, is super beautiful um going to juarez as, as a as a young teenage american dj yeah. quote american but you know not not a full-blooded mexican born in mexico um After your yeah. first language is english right yeah it's, it's yeah but 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 mm -hmm. it was funny is when i was a kid all i knew was spanish mm -hmm. and i learned english later go figure but getting into to the cabinas um djs were, were brutal bro they were mean to me they were they would scratch my records uh this is when juarez was 
never closed. It was 24 hours. It was like, like Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And literally they would, you know, call me names or I, they would tell them they wouldn't let me play till the late night, you know, hours. Like and I'm talking about, you know, 430 in the morning. And that's when I would get to play. And I'd be there at nine um, till the owner who really liked me. He was a really like the owner of which place. Just uh, it was uh, Willie Moya. He was uh, of Willie's, w- right? Willie's and uh-huh. Vertigo's and he owns so many, you know, the Moya's own so many um, uh, clubs over there. But Willie uh, basically uh, took a liking to me and gave me a, a, a shot at, at Vertigo. And I'll never forget, it was on a Wednesday, and he uh, had one of his drivers, because I played for one of his clubs in El Paso, um, Babylon. And, or was it Metropolis? Yeah, one of those. But he picked me up. Uh, well, his drivers picked me up, and they're like, we're going to take you to go play. And I was like, cool. It was a Wednesday night that I was doing a team night, as a matter of fact. They picked me up in the middle of team night. We went to Juarez. Uh, Wednesdays were super slow and there was probably about 25 to 30 people. I'll never forget this. I was nervous as hell. And he went up there. I went up there in the DJ booth and, um, there was nobody, man. It was, it was a dead night. And, uh, the DJs were already pissed. Cause like, who's this guy coming in? So I remember Willie went up there and was like, if you make people dance, I'll give you the job here. And he's like, Show me what you can do. And I was like, okay. How old were you? I was young, bro. I was 18, okay. 19, 19, 18, 19. Yeah, because I had, up until in the early years of my teens, I was doing guest spots or I was just going around. I mean, I got kicked out of clubs and waters because of the music. They didn't like me. Or they just didn't like the style of music I was doing. But yeah, I was about 18. I was 18. Um, and I remember playing. I remember playing the records and people like, oh, you know, I, I, I always focus in on girls. I never play to the guys. That's the secret of DJing. Always play to the women because the women, as long as they're dancing, the guys are going to be there buying drinks. That's just the way, it, <laughs> yeah. that's the name of the game. So I remember thinking, okay, I'm, and I'll never forget this. I was thinking, okay, this girl looks like she can, you know, she somewhat knows what I'm about to play. So I was like, all right. So I basically just played on record and okay, little vibe. And then little by little, they, Little one couple started dancing, and then another couple started dancing. Before you knew, it, I had everyone dancing, man. And you got the job. And yeah, he came back up, and I'll never forget him. Well, I still have the mental image in my head because he used to, have to climb up to the stairs to go into the DJ booth. It, these were cabinas, like fregonas. So he climbed up and he opened the thing, and he's like, "I want you here uh, Thursday through Sunday." And I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." And the other DJs were pissed. So from then, I mean. Um, it's crazy because the DJs, it went from a love-hate uh, or a hate-love relationship because they ended up being some of my, my best buddies there in Juarez, man. They went from accepting, no, not accepting me, to being like accepting me. I, I'll never Respecting forget. Respecting you, no? Yeah, well, or, or knowing my place and actually taught me to tell you the truth, man, because I remember one DJ in particular, man, um, his name's Chucky, and he's still a DJ. And shouts to Chucky. I'll never forget, he was the resident for, for Willie many, many years. He was there when probably when Vertigo started. And he's older. He's way in his 50s. And I remember him telling me, um, tus mezclas faltan impacto. And I'll never forget when he went like that, impacto. And I never knew what he meant. He's like, tu tocas así, mira. Tum, 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 tum. He's like, te necesita, necesitas el boom, boom, sas, sas. And I was just like, and it took me what to realize what he meant. Like, my mixing style had to be more explosive and this and that and you know, getting to the point more, and and I I would listen to him, and I'd be like, he's like, yes, and como estoy? it was the way he did it. It was an art of 
bringing in the song to where the main part was already dropping when one song of, was ending like at that main part. So it's like a lot of DJ stuff, but it just made it flow better. And you learn from so many people like yeah, that, right? Yeah, so when I, when I heard him by listening to that, when I heard what he was telling me, and, and I could have been like, that's mental. You know, I was like, yeah, right, you know, or I'm, I'm better than you. No, dude, I sat there and I absorbed because I was open to learn. And when I heard that, I'm just like, I got you, you know, and boom, I started incorporating into my mixes. And dude, before I knew it, I mean, before I knew it, we were good friends. And yeah, I went through my, my, my tough times with them. Yeah. They went before they would scratch my records. Like seriously, I would leave the cabina. They scratch my records and me lo tumbaban. Um, or they would break the, they would break the cords off the, some of the turntables, man. They would like cut them. So that way at the turntable, cause I use, I would use records. Can just um, imagine the feeling once they started respecting you that you yeah. know it. Like, oh, well, it's because you, know. you know what? I, I because I started bringing results, man. Mm -hmm. I, I start what I started doing was I started bringing a lot of Americans um, for the Thursday night college nights um, to the point where I mean we were getting you know two or three thousand people you know on Thursdays. Yeah. It was crazy. It was just the times were were insane. I mean, I've never experienced a nightclub like that with with just so much that had so much impact on it. But did you ever play a Sphinxy? Uh, you know what I did? Esfinge at the end of it. I yeah. didn't. I, Esfinge was. I was already kind of transitioning out of Juarez. I left. Uh, I left Juarez for good. I stopped taking residencies um, in 2002, 2003, and that's because um, I had a friend that from Juarez that was uh, murdered. And um, was this a DJ or just a? Fr yeah, it was a DJ, and uh, he was like, basically he looked up to me. I was his role model, and um, rest in peace to my my friend DJ Comics and. Um, Oh, when he when he did that when when I mean when when he was when murdered I mean I could never see the same places that we'd all hang out at because we were all very close and I just knew it was time for me to move on. Um, how old were you now? How many years did you DJ? I was, I was there forever, man. I've, I mean, shoot, I was 2002. It was well, yeah, well, it was 2001 because it was right after um, September 11th, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. But it was a couple, of, it was like two years later. I was just was like, I was doing guest spots here and there. But like, as far as residencies, yeah, no, nah, after 2001, I didn't want to, I didn't want, you know, to just always be going to Juarez anymore. Just, it wasn't the same because I, I missed him so much. I mean, we would always hang out and uh, to know that, you know, the way a lot of the circumstances happened around his death was, you know, it was just horrific to me. Yeah. Um, uh, and to know that he had basically, it was a senseless murder um, was heartbreaking. And it was hard for me and my friends because a lot of uh, my DJ friends in El Paso, we loved him um, and still do. You know, we saw him as, as one of us. So after that, I mean, I just knew it was like, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm kind of going to pump the brakes on, 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 doing, on doing gigs in Juarez. So I stopped, you know, doing a lot of events over there and um, focused more, a little bit more on, on El Paso. And then Las Cruces started opening up more. So I started, you know, shifting more that way as well. So, yeah, that was, you know, but Juarez to me will always have a special place in my heart. I love Juarez. I mean, honestly. Do you, do you still go often or not as I don't, often? Do you, you know what? I You know, for a long time, I didn't have my, I didn't have my passport. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but yeah, but I wouldn't go, man. And, and honestly, um, I, I, I just, it's funny because I, in my, my mind, I still see the old places as the old places. And I know that they're not there anymore. Which but, one was your favorite place in Juarez from that era? Oh, without a doubt, Vertigos, man. Yeah. Vertigos. Because a lot of people tell you the the Derby, which, I mean, I would do spots there with because uh, my buddy Freddie was the DJ there. Um, and then Copacabana. Um, there was so many good memories there. Uh, the Submarino. 
um, me and my my radio partner Javi got thrown out of was it uh, Cosmos or Sarawak when we tried to play there when we were kids. They threw us out because our music sucked. It was it was hilarious, but now nah, Vertigo's without a doubt for me was the the game changer just simply because the whole it, people went to dance. You know, it wasn't about bottle popping, and I didn't even know if people bought bottles back then. It was just. They wanted to dance. Girls Is that about would dress up. People? Yeah, yeah, girls would dress up, and it wasn't about I'm wearing Gucci, I'm wearing Louis Vuitton, I'm wearing Fendi, I'm wearing Balenciaga. No, it was about hey, I'm coming as I'm dressed, and I'm 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 gonna tuck in my shirt and look nice, and peinar, you know. And girls were dressed in heels and even a bailar, and that's what it was about. It was just about having a good time. So. For me, it was Vertigo's. I mean, don't get me wrong. There were so many awesome clubs. But, yeah, uh, for me, Vertigo's will always be – it's always going to hold a, a, a special place in my heart. But, of course. And, I, and, and I, I always went to Juarez as a kid. You know, my grandmother, we would take the bus uh, on the weekends. And, uh, you know, I'd go to the Mercado. I'd go – we'd go eat, you know, tortas. My grandparents loved the dog races. Um, do you do you remember the dog races? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, ¿Cómo se llama? La... Coliseo, no? No, no. no el, um... Um, Oh my God! Yes. My friends are gonna be like, "Este tonto." <laughs> ah, el... Okay, we'll come back to it. Yeah, but well, uh, yeah. the dog races. So we'd always go, we'd, we were always over there. So we were. I mean, I was in, I was in Juarez. What like, were your par- your grandparents thinking, or did they allow you to work in Juarez? Like in two, three, four in the morning, five in the morning. Were it's, they okay with it? It's that? funny because you know I would literally las mentiras <laughs> i would have to you know i'd be like oh, I'm were you spending that night every single no, weekend was, or that, that or yeah. you know after a while i just you know after a while they knew i was basically working somewhere um but yeah you know and and it's funny because i remember my grandma uh telling me she's like no you no 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 vengas con esas madres you know, basically saying i hope you're not in that lifestyle and i'm like no 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 and i told her i'm in music and this and that and she already knew um and you know, she wouldn't worry a lot, which I'm sure she did. But it's crazy because I still remember certain, you know, days I'd get home and it was in the morning. And she's rolling tortillas and making breakfast. And, you know, she's like, I was worried about you. I was like, no, but I'd be fine. Back then there was no cell phones. There was nothing. Yeah. You know, it was just like, hijo, la mojola que llega bien. Y, you know, basically uh, you go persinado and hopefully you came back home, you know. Um, but, yeah, no, it was it was – it was uh, interesting times with my grandparents explaining to them, um, you know, how I was working in Juarez. And I had to explain, especially with my grandfather, because my grandfather was very, you know, as long as you're getting paid, as long as, and back then, I mean, I wasn't getting paid nothing, man. It was, you weren't getting paid? No. Not like, no, not back then. I mean, when I started, I was probably making 150 bucks for like. Torta del Salomón, yeah, I'm sure that that's was, what it was. But I was, I was 150 bucks for the whole weekend. And I was just like, woohoo. But I was playing. I was having fun. I was doing yeah. the music, you know, till I started learning, like, man, I'm kind of bringing people. I mean, I, you start learning the business side of it, and you kind of realize what you're worth, you know. And I remember hitting him. I was scared to hit up the, the boss for a raise, and he's like, yeah, of course. I was wondering when you were going to ask. And it's funny. I mean, it, it, it's totally it, – it's a it's a, a learning experience, and everyone, in it, you know, at some point in their DJ life goes through it. So, yeah. Nice. Talking <laughs> about DJing, senor, someone as myself that I'm not an expert in, like, and, and tell me, correct me if I'm wrong or if you think um, differently, but my perspective is based on social media, like a lot of, like, the trend is photographers and DJs. Look, yo veo más que digo, okay, well, I mean, that's good for them. But my question is, like, how can you tell good ones versus bad ones? So I'm not going to say bad ones because I'm mm-hmm. sure if they're starting, of course, but, like, regular one, when do you know, like, ah, sabes que this guy is good? 
mm-hmm. what is the difference? Uh, well, honestly, I mean, it's because you're asking a veteran DJ. I mean, I it, technology has made it so easy for anyone to DJ nowadays. Hasta chavillos. Now, when you see them scratching and doing stuff live, uh, obviously that's a skill. Um, but also as a DJ ear, you also know what's a good scratch and what's a bad scratch and what are just doing, you know, mamadas on the turntables. Um, I just think, honestly, you grow into being the DJ. You got to you gotta really realize what are you doing it for? Are you doing it for a lot of, unfortunately, this generation, a lot of them are just doing it to be cool. A lot of them are doing it to get girls, uh, try to make a quick buck. Um, but for me, I think, you know, everyone's like, how are you still relevant in such a industry that you know a lot of the youth is taking over is because i've done it for the passion of music man i've done it for the love my love of of the music that i play the the music that i push and that that i don't even produce music it's just that i'm known for doing this you know for so long with this style of music i've never strayed away because i could have easily fallen into like i'm the biggest now reggaeton dj i'm the biggest now hip-hop dj no i mean people know me hey yeah he, he plays reggaeton and this stuff but his bread and butter is house and dance music you know i love that stuff I've, I've always, that's my passion like i love yeah. it like i just heard a record on the way over here that one of my friends sent me and i'm just like i can't wait to play it tomorrow i mean i'm, I'm already thinking that in my head you know I'm, I'm listening to things and good you know honestly good djs and and how do you distinguish them it's weird because there's djs that i mean obviously people love that i, I listen to and i'm just like yeah you know i'd, I'd rather just keep my comments to myself but it's someone else's thing. It goes back to music. You know, it goes back to, hey, you know what? This style of music sucks. Or, hey, you know what? Hey, if that's someone else's DJ, cool. I'm not going to hate on them. If that's someone else's, you know, passion that they, they love this person and, oh, they love this type, this DJ, cool. That's that's their style. That, I'm not going to knock on it. I mean, I think everyone has their following. Um, the, but the veteran DJs, uh, those, those ones that know, that did it on vinyl, that did it on no technology, I mean, we know who's out there doing real stuff, and 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 it's it's interesting because there's a lot of famous DJs that don't DJ. They're not DJs; they're producers, which is nothing wrong with that. But I mean, they're making you know seventy million dollars a year at, in Vegas at residencies, and you're just like, dude, you're playing a pre-recorded mix, or you're playing, you're just pressing play and not doing anything. You know, uh-huh. basically, it's the that's just the way that the, the game has changed. It, it really has. So I don't really know how to answer that <laughs> when you say, how do you know good and bad? No, that, that's a perfect answer because it goes back to whatever feels good to you. But then, of course, once you go into the skill set, yeah, so of it, course, it gets a little bit more technical as far as what is it that, that maybe you consider what a real DJ is versus not. Because I've been I've, I've done a, I've done a lot of shows. I've opened up for a lot of DJs where basically it was honestly it was. Um, Hey, let me, let me connect. Like I have to, I set up my stuff where I DJ and I, you know, I'll use my turntables and, and my mixer and I'll be like, hold on, let me, you know, I'll tell the manager, let me, you know, connect. And I've been told many times, I mean, I, I don't kiss and tell on what DJs it was, but we're like, don't worry, you know, we're not even going to need this plugged in. And I'm just like, damn, you guys are going to, wow. you guys charged all this money to play them a pre-recorded mix. That's horrible. So yeah, that's, that was my, always my take on it. That's crazy. <laughs> Senor, I just keep those to myself. Of course. <laughs> Arita, please tell me now. No, post the <laughs> So you're closing on the subject of, of being a DJ. Out of your close to 30 years that you've mm-hmm. been in music, working like your passion, I mean, all, all these things that you have done, what are some of the most memorable that you remember that if you stop right now, like, you know what, I'm taking this. I'm sure there's a lot. Yeah. But what are some, like, top two, top three, like, Sasuke, I'm going I'm to take this back. One for sure was, um, man, 
well, there's been some lately, and there's been some in the past. I mean, I can't really narrow it down, but the most memorable ones, uh, one of my the biggest ones that I did, um, opening up the Sun City Music Festival for for um, SCMF, it was just a massive crowd. Um, I'll never forget that because uh, openers, you know, you, you get all the, the the big name DJs coming in later in the night, so that's when the crowd gets there. But for the you know the love and the support that I got, um, you know, being for people being there at six thirty for my set and you know basically having a packed stage was just uh, overwhelming. Like I literally, my eyes were watery when I was about to play. I was just like, wow, you know, and hearing people chant my name, um, people wearing my shirts, people wearing you know my signs and, and just or just having signs of my name. I was just it was amazing. That was humbling. Um, it showed love that my city has for me. And uh, it's something I'll never forget for the rest of my life. Um, that for sure was one moment. And that was for the Sun City Music Festival. I can't remember the year. I think it was, uh, I want to say it was either 2012. I want to say it was 2012 or 2000. You no, know, it must have been 2012. Um, that moment. <clears throat> and then there's been, man, honestly, uh, very humbling um, nights. Been so many nights where I just didn't want the music to stop. There was some nights at, Plum City Lounge uh, in Union Plaza where I didn't want the music to stop. Republic, um, same thing. Motel Bar. Uh, but recently, um, the drive-ins. The, drive, the drive-ins during the pandemic, after the pandemic. Um, selling out um, my Noche de Juarez drive-in was just amazing. Uh, it was... Because I heard you were doubtful that you were going to, that it was going to be a success, right? So yeah. was it the yeah. biggest... Um, Kind of like success story was seeing that you did, that you were able to do it, that it's you alone making that happen. Was that it? Well, because, I mean, Noche de Juarez, I mean, it's a super popular, it's a brand. I mean, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've always been, uh, you know, we were talking about this. I've always been the, uh, you know, you got to brand yourself in order to be something. And honestly, with um, Noche de Juarez, it's a party that I had been throwing. I, I, I had this in my back pocket. I always have, I'm always thinking... I'm, I'm, I don't know, I guess I, I can say I'm kind of like a robot <laughs> because it's like when I DJ. When I'm playing one song, I'm already three songs ahead where I'm going. Uh. So I'm playing this song to lead up to this. And then from there, I'm going to go. That's how I'm already thinking. So I already know what records I'm going. And that's it changes all the time. So with with um, the Noche de Juarez party, um, I started throwing my own event parties um, when I was like, I was in a position to have hand in that money because I understand it's also a business at the end of the day. Um, se me prendió el foco and I'm like, you know, when I realize, and it comes back to Ebony being like, damn, dude, you're making club owners rich, but are you becoming rich? And it hit like a ton of bricks. So I'm just like, well, yeah, but I'm make-. And I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm here I am busting my ass working, you know, you know, four or five nights out of the week and desvelas and damn, you're right. These are the guys that are You know, I don't want to say rolling in the dough, but they're living nice. So after a while, you know, it kind of resonated with me. And I'm just like, yeah, you're absolutely right. And it was her business savviness that really kind of woke me up. You know, it really did. It really did. And that's the honesty of it. And I'm just like, damn, you're right. You're using my name to make bank. You know, wait a minute. And I'm sure that even opens like a different perspective on Tesca that lit a fire and... (gasps) 
now like I'm still doing music, but now I'm taking it like yeah. from this side, right? And and I want to talk about the rooftop. Mm-hmm. I want to see what you learn from there. I want to open up a bar, but I'm like better because it's not as yeah. simple as that. And it's I'm not. not doing it because of the you know it, it's it's the guy's dream to open up a bar. I'm thinking yep. right, but it's not about that. It is a very profitable business if you know how to manage it, right? It is. It is. It, it really is, man. And honestly, like um, it, you know, going back to the whole throwing the parties i want i held this in my pocket because it was that that noche de juarez card because i knew i was going to do this party eventually somewhere down my career i knew by this yourself is, like outside the club right? no i knew i was going to do this i just needed to know when to strike when the iron was hot if you oh, know okay. what i mean so i needed to know that i was going to be able to to benefit off this um financially as well when i took it to a club because i knew the potential it was going to bring to that club if that makes sense yeah. so um when i uh was offered uh, to be a cone or a rooftop, I was uh, very appreciative and and I learned a lot, man. Honestly, I was thrown into the fire and I I took a totally different respect for being an owner on the owner side because it's a chinga. Dealing it's, with it's employees, dealing especially, with customers, dealing especially with, with unfortunately m- with alcohol and people that don't know how to act. Not everyone, some. Uh, it's a responsibility. It's a headache. You know, that um, neighbors that are unhappy that you're in the neighborhood, um, that you're disturbing their peace and quiet, um, maybe that their properties are getting destroyed, fights that are happening, someone that got hit with a bottle. You just, you know, it's so much responsibility and headache and just things that, like, I do not miss at all, (laughs) to tell you the truth, being on the owner side. Kudos to to all the owners, man, honestly. Um, it's, it's It was a learning process. Would I ever do it again? Maybe. You know, I, I really would. Under would different circumstances, it. I'm thinking? Uh, if I were to have 100% um, uh, control as far as clientele, what I want to let in, what I don't want to let in, I would. I mean, honestly, and, and the genre of music that I go, and that's it. Because I think uh, a lot of it has to do with all those factors, you know, yeah. of your secret of success. You know, and I've seen the places that, that have been successful, that have, you know, you know, withheld uh, so many different things. I mean, or withstood so many different um, uh, situations that were were thrown at them. It's tough, you know. But I mean, would I would I jump in it again? Yeah, maybe I would. I mean, I'd consider it. But yeah, no. Uh, rooftop was definitely a, a learning experience for me, and that's where I started doing the Noche de Juarez party. That's when it started. That's when like, I started oh, because okay. I was like, okay, I want to do something that at least I know I'm going to benefit from in the long run. You know, I'm not just going to make a couple of hundred bucks here. I mean, I, I want to make some some cash. You See, know, I never went, but when I heard that you were the owner, I don't know if I heard you were the, the sole owner or or co-owner, yeah. whatever it was, but I was like. <gasps> That makes so much perfect business sense because mm-hmm. he not only know like it's not only he, like what you do as a DJ, but you also been in the night scene for so long and, mm-hmm. and everything makes sense. Like, oh, I wonder what lessons he got. And if you already answered that, yeah. if you will be open to so I'm going to try to get but maybe a different take on it. Oh, it's, a, it's a headache, man. Uh, you know, you learn one thing and there's one 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 way clear way to say if you're not there, if you're not if if you're not there to count, you don't count. <laughs> If that makes sense, which means if you're not there to count your money at the end of the night, you're not going to count. So, I mean, thieves comes in all shapes, sizes, forms. You know, you got to always watch your back. And I understand um, it, it's the tricks of the trade. You get, you know, scammed on from bartenders that know how to manipulate and, oh, okay, uh, you know, I can take a little bit more here and this and that. Um, and that's their hustle, you know, and you get your managers that you sometimes you think you can trust, you can't. And then 
sometimes, unfortunately, maybe the partners that you partnered up with or whatever, you know, you got to be smart and all that. And, and sometimes it's a, a it's a learning process I, all the time. You know, um, is it always going to be a home run? No. You know, I rooftop was open for three years. Um, I was out after, I believe, uh, two and a half years. Um, it's just I was like, yeah, it's not for me. Do you, you mind know? talking it's, specifically as far as the reason why? Was it like many events? Was it just one that you're like, Saskia? Yeah, no, no. You, know, you know what? I had a falling out with partners, man. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to say that. And um, just had different paths. Different, yeah, yeah okay. we're just different on different paths, different views. Uh, they were opening up other things. And basically, they understood that uh, that that bar was already running its course and had already exhausted all its resources. So I understood that as well. And it was just the perfect time for me to, to jump out because I had basically done everything to try to keep. I mean, I've, I've always been given the toughest assignments as far as a DJ. I've done the biggest venues, uh, uh, you know, here with capacity wise. I mean, I did a place called uh, 2310, um, which is the old Graham Central Station on Lee Trevino, which was a humongous place, um, you know, filling it up with even 1,500 people like I did, it looked empty because the capacity felt like 5,000 people. You know, I've always had big spaces that I'm just like, damn, you know, they'll call me like, can you do this? And I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm like, great, you know? So Rooftop was was definitely, um, it was a smaller venue, but I understood that uh, the nightlife scene, certain places will only run and extend. And you either change your style or you got to do something else to, to stay relevant or, you know, sell, sell the business. You know, but yeah, no, I, I mean, it was a, definitely a falling out with the 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 uh, uh, the, the two partners of the that place. I had. Okay. Yeah, and and honestly, it's just you know, at, at at that at that point in my life, I was just like, yeah, you know what, this this isn't something that I want to I want to pursue because it's just it's so much liability, it's it's so much headache, and unfortunately, the few bad apples that we do have here in El Paso ruin it for a really really great nightlife scene, and you know, we have a ton of cagapalos. Uh, let's be honest, you know, we've seen it all, we see it every weekend on fit fam and we see it every weekend on the news you know and now it's even gotten worse and unfortunately it affects everyone's business man it not only affects that establishment but it affects the surrounding district in it so that's unfortunate nice thank you for sharing seniors absolutely really good <laughs> they, i was asking um Cynthia's yeah. you know what I, I before I open it if I'm gonna open it of course is that I want to be a bartender for like a lot of months couple several months because I do want to get a really good take on well, how's it dealing with employees with with the customer like there, yep. there's so many factors that it's not as easy as bro everybody drinks in El Paso so you make money ah it's not as simple yeah as no that. it's not man and then you got a lot of there's a lot of stuff that behind the scenes that go on man you got to deal with TABC which sometimes they're not the easiest people to deal with you got to deal with the city Sometimes they're not the easiest people to deal with. You got to deal with the fire marshal. Sometimes they're not the easiest people to deal with. I mean, it just comes with a lot and you can't burn bridges yeah. because, I mean, I'd rather have them as friends than as enemies, you know, because once they have it out for you, they have it out for you. Nice. That's just the truth. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Senor, going now into, we again, we, we're, we're talking about it and I, I really, I'm very interested in your take on this because with your morning show mm -hmm. and and the things that you have done and that you continue doing as far as either the nightlife or representing a, a certain club bar mm -hmm. restaurant that you work at you deal with a lot of business owners you i mean you have such a unique perspective because your listeners i'm guessing and you correct me if i'm wrong that most of them are regular folks like me eight to five commuters that listen mm -hmm. to you before work right mm -hmm. so you have that perspective you have a perspective of business owners and different things and this is one question that i usually ask at the end mm -hmm. but i'm sure that you have a very a unique take 
on on El Paso as a whole, mm -hmm. right? Um, like, is it like all those things that you heard that you hear about El Paso this morning? I heard a lady from was it Las Cruces that yeah. she was calling in Albuquerque. Albuquerque. She's like typical El Paso, El Paso. and you'll. Yeah. Oh, it's not her fault she thinks that way, in my opinion. But I'm like, oh, I really wonder because of all the interactions that you have on a daily yeah. basis. What uh -huh. is your take as a whole in our city? Mm -hmm. And after that, if you don't mind telling us, what is it that you love about our city and one thing that you would like to change or improve? But first of all, your takers are all those things that, that people think about a pastor. Are they true? Mm -hmm. Are they not? Senor, give us your unique perspective. On Honestly, this. I mean, um, I'm going to be biased here because I love our city. You know, I really believe in our city and I believe in the people of our city. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on radio. I'm just saying that because I've seen the goodness come out in people. I saw it during um, the Walmart shooting. I saw it in different circumstances that we've been under. Um, when people have attacked our city, um, just I saw the greatness that we can be. Is there stereotypes here? Absolutely. Is there stereotypes in any city? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, every city has bad apples. Um, people like to bash on El Paso because maybe we're so far away from the rest of you know, all the cities in Texas. I think we got some damn good people here. We got hardworking people here. We got a lot of culture here. Um, I think we get um, crapped on sometimes for wrong reasons that stuff that is out of our hands. You know, we also got to realize that we have a lot of military that get stationed here from from uh, other parts of, of the country and they're not used to our culture. So sometimes those two clash. They really do. And I've seen it happen all the time. Seen it happen in the nightlife. I've seen it happen just in general sometimes. Um, we're blessed to have Fort Bliss here. You know, yes, we, we, we all live together. Um, Juarez, we're blessed to have that. Uh, those people come from Juarez come here and and pump our economy man as fort bliss does as well too man people from las cruces i think we're a very unique area because we got two big cities well two cities and another country right next to us um do i believe like that el paso is a bad city hell no man i think we're a, a damn good city i just think that it's represented wrong um sometimes by the media Sometimes by hearsay and sometimes by, unfortunately, people that lived here for a little bit and just said, ah, this isn't for me. And they take off and, yeah, that's a crap city, this and that, this and that. But, you know, we know we have good people, man. We really do. Um, I just wish that people would get along with each other a little bit better. Um, do we? Can we always be better? Absolutely. Every city can. Does every city have crime? Absolutely. People always like to, oh, now we're not the safest city in the world. We're not the safest city in here. You know. Things are going to happen. You know, things are going to happen. That's just every city. You're going to have crime. You're going to have theft. And unfortunately, you're going to have murders. You know, that's just life in general. Um, but to answer your question, I mean, no, I don't believe in the stereotypes that outsiders think of El Pasoans. You know, I, I think we have a lot of good, hardworking, honest people. Um, I think a lot of people struggle here. And I think a lot of people um, learn how to survive here. You know, and I think the ones that leave here and bash it, I don't really think they understand or maybe capture the true essence of what our city is about and the uniqueness that we have um, here as any other part of the, of the nation, man. But I think um, El Pasoans are really, really great people, man. I really do. I mean, and, and it, it, it baffles me sometimes when I see the, the bad statements and the stereotypes that we get. I'm just like, wow, you know, um, we just had the guys from Jersey Shore here and I saw them in cowboy boots and this and that. And, and it's funny because I was defending, not really defending, but I was saying, hey, you know what? I put up a post on Facebook saying, hey, guys, just 
if you see these people out, don't call them names or don't try to instigate something. You know, have some class. That's all I'm saying. And the reason why is because I'm like, you know, our city already, they already look at our city sometimes in a bad way. You don't need that negative light. You know, why not show them, hey, it's a beautiful city and whatnot. You know, so if they want to portray El Paso like a tumbleweed city and cowboy boots and we're in wagons, what can you do? You know, the ones that live here and the ones that have lived here all their life. I call myself homegrown because I was born and raised here. Um, we know it's not like that. You know, do we need to grow? Yeah, we can always we, we got to be more open minded. We we also we, I mean, can, how can we change in different ways? I think we, we a lot of I and mean, I can say this because I'm born and raised. A lot of us got to stop a lot. Not all. Some have to stop expecting everything for free. Oh, well, I can't do it because it's not affordable. It's not. But but yet you go to Disneyland and pay un huevo. You go here, you you don't, you don't mind. But here in El Paso, when someone raised their, their beer price to 25 cents or their, their plate for their enchiladas by a dollar, you're pissed. That doesn't make sense either, you know? I mean, you got to stop being like that. I mean, it's just, it's someone has to say it, man. And if it's that person is me, then it's me. <laughs> no, trust me. I'm like, you know what, bro? I, in my mind, as you're saying this, I'm like, you need to shut up. Not at anything because you, I mean, it's very well said. And again, that's one of the reasons why, because I'm doing this because I want to show kids there's so many great things. The people that, no, 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 que se paso, espérate. Maybe you, your friends, your circle, but there's so many great things to do. Also, so many great people. It's just the perspective. And like you said, you, you need to be a little bit more open-minded. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true to everything. Absolutely. And going back, and that go, I, I think it translates to empathy. Mm-hmm. If you don't like something, quédate callado, try to see the good side. Or, I mean, yeah. there, there's so many different takes on, on be open-minded. Like, yeah, I agree. Now, follow-up question on that. How can we help being a little bit more open-minded? Is there? Do you have a how? How can we help or, or be a little bit more open-minded? Little by little, of course. Is there any ideas? You know, I, I've always said, well, how about, you know, putting up positive things about the city? You know, instead of just always like, oh, yeah, you know, this, this, that. How about putting up stuff that good that happens here? Good. How about spreading good stories about things that are done good here? You know, about maybe, uh, you know, a fundraiser that went well, or maybe there's some cool event for the family that's coming. How about pushing that instead of pushing the negative stuff that I, ah, the guy was driving on the wrong side of the freeway. Yes, we all know that's going to be on the news. Oh, but what about, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But why, you know, what about putting stuff that's positive, you know, stuff that, you know, shines a light on our city, you know, like with, um, it's funny because you say this, uh, not, not too long ago, a couple of months ago, I had uh, someone reach out to me and I, I have listeners from, all literally all over the world because of Sirius XM. Um, I had someone write to me. They're like, dude, how do you know the music you play living in the desert? And it's funny because I took offense to that, but I was just like, oh, and I had to hold myself back. And I'm just like, you know, it's a beautiful city, bro. It's, you know, I, you know, we really do have, you know, a really great city. Um, our downtown is getting better. It's becoming beautiful. You know, there's El Pasoans, there's uh, people, entrepreneurs that are taking risks and support them. You know, they're, t- they're, they're following their business endeavors and say, hey, I'm going to open up this. I'm going to try it. Like, encourage that. You know, we can all grow together, you know, support each other. Um, you know, we we're talking about supporting local. There's so many different levels of supporting local that, you know, people don't understand or maybe don't agree with. Um, but I think shining a, a positive light in our city is definitely the right direction instead of just always focusing on the on the bad stuff that happens. Bad stuff happens in every city, man. I mean, they, it's the honest truth. You can go to the bigger cities. There's a 10,000 times more crime. But, oh, it's because here, oh, we're supposed to be the safest city. Like, honestly, as you grow, you're going to get more problems. You're going to get more issues. 
Yes, do I not like that the city manager is making a lot of money? Yeah, we, I don't. Yes, do I know our, our drainage system sucks? Yes. You know, all we can do is all I can get on my mic and say, hey, man, help us. You know, do something. Hey, all maybe you can do is get on your thing. Hey, guys, you know, maybe send that taxpayer money, but don't do it in such a negative way. Like, ah, yeah, it's just without understanding. Yes. You know, you got to really, you got to, you got to really be smart about what you're, um, sometimes what you're posting. And I get it. Sometimes we can all be loose lipped and whatnot. But I think shining a, a positive light on 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 the city that we all love, man, would definitely help. Um, not making it seem like it is just a dry desert, and you know. And I've encountered a lot of unfortunate, a lot of people that well think that way. You know, like oh, it's old fashioned, or do we even have internet? I've had people that they didn't even think we had roads paved. Seriously, and it's funny. I was like, man. And they get here and they're like, damn, it's a beautiful city. And, man, the food is amazing. And you have beautiful women and the culture and this and that. And, and they're shocked, you know. Ask our military how many of them retire and they come back to live in El Paso because yeah. they loved it here. And it's just fact. Wow, that's awesome. Senor. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. To close up our conversation, what are your future goals, your plans? Um, talk to us a little bit about what Johnny sees in five, ten years. What do you see yourself doing? You know, so? it's funny, man, because uh, I was uh, – I, I, I have um, yeah. I know. I know. I don't want to do radio forever. Obviously, um, when you say you don't want to do it because and it's just, I mean, I mean, I, I I want to transition, and I don't know what I'm going to transition to. Um, I re- I kind of know the direction I want to go, which I just don't want to say it. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, I I love radio, and I still am passionate about it. Um, DJing, I. I'm always going to DJ, man. I love it. I love it. I mean, I love music. Uh, business endeavors, I, I'm, I'm still going to do events, have a hand, you know, silent events because I've learned um, I just want to be on the sidelines and just be like, cool. You know, I just want to, you know, be successful without, like, having to make so much noise because <laughs> honestly, man, uh, you know, it's like I told you, I, I live by that saying that I, I always talk about is, you know, um, Work in silence, success will make your noise. You know, that's how I've always lived my life. And and I see more of that, man. Just, you know what? I don't have to, you know, I don't have to be my own cheerleader. The people that love me and my success is going to do that for me. You know, you see people like, oh, el mas fregón, or I'm going to do this, and I'm going to put on business, and I'm going to make millions. And nah, I don't need to do that, you know? I, I just be humble. Um, I'm appreciative and grateful of everything that, that I get and all the opportunities I get and to grow. You know, I definitely... Uh, want to open some businesses um i see myself going in that direction as for radio i don't know i really i really can't answer that and you'll be the first podcast that i break <laughs> that to um i don't know how much longer i have on radio man uh i know that there are some radio hosts that have done it for a long time there's some viejones in the city that i mean you guys know the names i mean they're, they're homegrown names and i get it um i you know not to say anything bad about them it's just you know i don't want that for me just yet you know what I mean? I, I'm not at that point where I'm saying, eh, I'm going to go ahead and be a radio host till I'm 60. You know, I don't want to do that. I just want to say, hey, you know what? Uh, I, I do have business endeavors that I do plan to take, uh, you know, a chance on. Um, and along the way, believe it or not, man, um, I want to help people. Yeah. I mean, I, I truly do want to help people. Uh, it was funny because I was, I was just talking to, to Ebs about this not too long ago. And, you know, she's like, you know, you should talk to kids, especially kids that had a rough upbringing. You know, and, and I was talking about that and, and I was like, you know what? It's funny because I never went to college, man. I, I went to college and I goofed around and I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. And I was a party kid and, ah, you know, puro party and, nah. 
and lately it's kind of been like maybe i should go back and just to do something and maybe you know be a therapist or you know you know be able to talk to kids and, and encourage them that they can be great and do things and you don't you know screw the odds that are against you because i was once there man i was once there and like damn like why is everyone else getting nice things and i'm not getting anything or why we you know why don't we have a car and everyone else does or you know just and it, and it made me think and again i mean it goes back to her encouraging me you know saying hey maybe you should do that and i think you always have to challenge yourself so i definitely see myself uh headed in that direction because honestly it's been something that i have been a little bit more open to recently of having that conversation uh with her about like what do you think about that and i'm like yeah you know because i know she's always encouraged me to go back to school she really has um and me and it i lose my attention right away <laughs> i get i get everyone's like no it's because you have that i was like no 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 it's not it's just that i get bored i'm like uh, it's because I'm so stubborn. I'm just like I don't want to. I don't want to go back to college because I don't want to take all the damn um, prereq classes that I don't need that I know I'm never gonna need. You know, and we joke about this all the time on the radio show. Uh, I'm not gonna need these courses for for anything. But she's like, yeah, but you just get them done, and yeah, you do them online, and you don't have to. And I go, yeah, yo, viejo non. And, and she's like, you don't know how many people that are older that go back and get their you know degrees later on in life. And I was just reading about you know LeBron James going back to you know school when he retires and this and that. And I'm just like, that's encouraging. It's inspiring to me because you never stop learning, you know, and I'm, I'm never going to stop hustling. I'm never going to stop learning, you know, till, you know, till the day God calls me home, man. And, and that's what I see for me, honestly. And I, I do myself see myself, um, helping the youth in some way. Yeah, so I, I definitely see that's the direction. I think that's the direction more importantly that God's pointing me in, you know, and I, I, I feel it. And, and it's funny because it's the same kind of calling that I got with music, if that makes sense, yeah. you know, because I, I know there's a lot of kids out there that, that need help and that need maybe some um some different guidance. perspective. A different perspective, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, they need hear to that need to hear it from someone who did, you know, kind of like defy the odds that were against them. You know, because some stuff like this isn't supposed to happen to, you know, kids according to society like me. And when it does, it's it's um I think something that has to be shared and experienced that can be encouraging to others that might be able to inspire them to do better for themselves. And you do that with your heart. I mean, you can tell there's no pretending that, yeah, that no. you really <laughs> want to help, that you find joy, happiness in doing so, in impacting someone in a positive way. That's why even this conversation alone, you have impacted me, like seeing different things, different perspectives on different takes. I'm like, oh my God, this is so valuable, right? And again, I, 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 it's my opinion that you can only reach that level, again, not only success financially, but at that level of you being happy, content, okay, until you have like, I don't know, achieved certain level of, you know what, I know my priorities, I know this. Yeah. And I am happy. And again, maybe I didn't ask you this, but it's more than evident that you're mm -hmm. a happy person. Man. Oh, I am. I really am. I really am. And, and, and I am a happy person. I'm not going to lie, man. I, I am. Um, uh, it makes me... Uh, <laughs> I got to answer the wife. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> but um, um, she's going to see this podcast. She's going to laugh. She's like, that's when I was texting. I was like, yeah, that's when you were texting me, being a bugaboo. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but honestly, I am a happy person. Um And I wasn't before, man. Uh, honestly, uh, I went through dark moments in my life, man. I went through really, really dark moments. That's why I can talk on so many different things. Um, sometimes the jokes that I crack on the radio are, you know, every little joke has some truth to it, you know. 
you know, I've, I've been in the, the point where, you know, I ask myself, is life worth living? I've been at those moments. I've been in those dark spots. I've been in those moments of turning my back on God. I've been, I've, I've done it all, man. I've had those, those doubts in my life of like, the hell am I doing? You know? And again, uh, in all that darkness, <laughs> I don't know why. All I, all I saw was him, you know, all I, all I found was him. And for those that don't believe in God, just know that this is my testimony to him that my my promise to him to help me was to help others. And if that makes sense in any way, um, because there was some moments that I, I think, man, I shouldn't be sitting here. You know, I shouldn't be you know, married. Maybe I should be underground or maybe I shouldn't even be here. I've had those thoughts in my head in, in the past when I was in very, very dark spots And was it mainly also when you were like in the public eye seen as successful because you were in the night scene you were already again you had constant work uh -huh. but yet a lot of people I'm assuming that did not really know at that time what were you really struggling with it was a lot of you know it was a lot of everything man um it was a lot of uh just emptiness that I had especially um just you know when when my When my grandmother died, I went through a lot of, of dark moments where I just felt alone. Um, it just, I had a lot of doubt. And uh, what basically got me out of that stuff is just hearing her voice. Think, you know, met her, remembering her saying, you know what, like I, I, basically I crafted you for this moment to know what to do. You know, I don't, don't, don't uh, dishonor me by not, you know, everything I taught you. Yeah. You're gonna throw out the window. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, but it was just it was just a lot of different things, man. There was a lot of stuff where I was just like, I'm never gonna amount to shit. I'm never gonna amount to anything. I'm never gonna be successful. I'm human. I've had those thoughts. I've had those doubts. Uh, I'm not happy. Um, I had gone through a, a baby mama drama, and I was just like, oh my god, you know this. I'm this. I, I doubted myself in so many ways. It was just uh, you know, it, it, you know, happiness it's it's not given man it, it's actually you you find it you know you it's not given you don't get you people just don't wake up and i'm happy you know you know i i wake up every day now and honestly there's days that i don't feel like doing anything there's days that i'm lazy there's days that i'm just like uh but then i think about that one person or those people that didn't wake up today or i think about that one person that may have lost their life to a, a terminal you know illness And what they would do just to do what I was doing right then and there. And that motivates the shit out of me. And it makes me get out of bed and, and say, I'm going to make today the best day of my life. Because who knows if tomorrow comes. So that's how, like, that's how I find my happiness every day. And sometimes I'm arguing with Eb. Sometimes we're fighting. Sometimes we're this. But guess what? I check it in. When I go to my radio show, I'm like, you know what? I leave it all at the door. Because that's not what they're there for. They're there for me to entertain. They're there for me to make them laugh. And that's what I'm going to bring. You know? So I think... Um, You know, happiness comes in different forms, and uh, it, it was it was hard for me to understand that when I was younger. It really was, man, because a lot of people, a lot of young people, throw in the towel right away, and they're just like, "This life is not worth living." And it goes back to a lot of things that you know, uh, you know. On, honestly, there's been so many messages, and I'll say this, and this is totally off the subject, but honestly, do you know how many messages I've had uh, in my inbox of? someone tell me you know what man i was contemplating suicide and i heard you say something or i heard you play a song and it made me change my mind or it made me 
think about it twice or just say this, what am I thinking or snap out of it. That to me is worth more than any paycheck, anything I will ever accomplish because you have, you touch someone in a different level that not many people can touch. And that's why I'm so careful on things that I say. I'm so careful on, you know, certain subjects because I don't know how someone in a sensitive moment in their life can be taking that. You know, um, if someone's going to take offense and say, yeah, I see that guy. He just said on the radio and my life ain't crap. You know, so I, I take that every day. I think about that. You know, I every day I think about, you know, whose life can you impact and how can you do it in a positive way instead of, you know, maybe there's that one person that you're that last stream of hope. Maybe that you were about they're about to turn off the radio and you said something positive or you played something positive. that was just like, you know, something clicked or made them snap. I think about that a lot, man, because I have had friends that have took their own life. I have had friends that, you know, contemplate. So I have friends that go through depression. I have friends right now that are going through bad depressions that I have to always check up on because I worry about them doing something to themselves. So, yeah, man, I mean, honestly, that's my happiness, you know, and that's where I kind of see my calling is like, you know, you're you're think I think uh I'm getting cut out to help people, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, you know, that, that was extremely powerful. I just want to thank you and acknowledge that. Thank you. It, it is evident. You can tell, again, when I was, like, from the radio, my guys, man, you, you can tell you're, you're easygoing, that mm -hmm. you're sharp and everything. But once we listen to your story, and not only your story, but the way you think about different things, just like you share right now, like, oh, my God, like, bro, I, I want to acknowledge. I want to thank you for that because... We need a lot more like you said. We do, man. We, the world needs more positivity. And um, I'm not, you know, I ain't no saint. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my good days and my bad days. But honestly, um, you know, you got to know when it's time to buckle down. And, hey, you know, you got to be there for someone. You know, I always tell people, check in on your happiest friends. Because sometimes those are the ones I know because I was one of those. I was the happiest friends that I was sad. I was depressed. And I was just, I just knew how to hide it with laughter. Or I just knew how to hide it by making other people smile. Um, but in, you know, deep inside I was hurting, you know, I know how it is, you know, and if you don't snap out of that, you don't know what, what can happen. And sometimes that can, that can be deadly. If that makes sense, you know, it really can. I mean, I go back to look at uh, Robin Williams. Uh, Robin Williams was the funniest, one of the most funniest talented comedians always was happy, took his own life. You know, it's just, you don't know what someone is going through. So, you know, Uh, I always say, tell people, check on your friends. Just check on them. Hey, how you doing? What are you up to? You know, I have my friends that are like, what's up, bro? How you doing? Hey, come with You know, just reach out. Sometimes those little how you doing, you'd be surprised. They'd be like, damn, you care about me? Yeah, you know, I'm, what's up, you know? Uh, and those little hellos or those little, even that like or that respond to that post, it goes a long way, man. Or respond to the, hey, come do my podcast. It goes a long way, you know, because you can even be like, ah, stay away, you know, but nah, I, I, hey, and and sometimes like I say, I get so many messages. I'm just, I'm doing my, or I'll put a heart, just letting people know I, I'm, I'm seeing this. I, I can't respond right now because I'm doing something, but it doesn't mean I'm blowing you off. And it, it, you know, I get a lot of messages, but I do my best to try to respond to all of you guys. <laughs> I'm going to put you now from um, La Estrella in the mountain. That's going to be you and Chicos Tacos third. That, no, I, man, that, that's thanks, how man. I feel about it. Thank you. No, but honestly, man, honestly, there's so many great things in El Paso. I mean, from the Star in the Man to the Chicos to uh, the legendary Steve Crosno to, you know, so many awesome musicians. Uh, Shouts to all the DJs, all the business owners, and everyone, all the teachers, and everyone that, you know, nurses, doctors, first responders, 
um you know i think all of us as a community it's a beautiful city um props to you on, on the podcast man Thanks, and and wish you many years of success um and and thank you for having me hopefully i can come on again man oh definitely senor that was half my list but i was like you know what this is so good i really don't want to go into branding killing them softly like and that's kind of like the challenge as well when when you're yeah. doing something like tuscaro like this is really good question but this is made for a different time because all the things that you have shared senor i'm sure a lot of people are gonna find a lot of value so that's why i want to thank you again thank for you. coming and not only for that but for you sharing everything that you shared senor. appreciate it. thank you for having me bueno, pues muchas gracias. again for everyone that listened or viewed the episode muchas gracias i'll see you guys next time adios